yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, how do you do? Very nice, very evil. To tell you to listen to Matthew's Mausoleum of Mayhem podcast. Yes, Matthew's Mausoleum of Dan Housen ruined that. Matthew's Mausoleum of Mayhem Housen. There we go. Anyways, you discuss all things creepy and geeky there. Isn't that nice? Found in all major podcasting platforms. And yes, Dan Housen says, be authentic, be yourself. Keep doing what you're doing as long as you enjoy it. That's Dan Housen's advice. Stick to it. Love that Dan Housen. Hey everyone, so a quick disclaimer. Um, when we recorded this session last night, uh, after we finished, we played it back and everything sounded crisp and clean. There was no issues whatsoever. However, we did not realize with GarageBand, when you export audio, uh, by default, there is a setting called Metronome that's automatically enabled and added to the audio when you export it. I did not catch this till this morning after I finished uploading it to uh, Anchor, and uh, we tried to get it recovered so that we could do the original audio without the metronome enabled, but unfortunately, that was not an option. Uh, but either way, though, we had a really great conversation. Um, please excuse the thumping noise. I added my uh, background music, as always, so it sort of blends in with it. Uh, but please enjoy the episode, and uh, this will not happen again. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Matthew's Mausoleum of Mayhem. Actually, it's going to be changed to the Mausoleum of Mayhem, but today I'm giving that introduction because I have a very, very special guest with me, uh, a very dear friend of mine. Uh, he and I have the same passion for collecting action figures and wrestling and video games and basically everything geeky. Uh, you know, This is our first time doing a podcast together and I want to introduce him. Uh, Mr. Matt Montiel, take it away. Hey, uh, I, think, I think this is like one of those things where like, it doesn't really count me being a guest because like we've talked about this for like forever. Yes. Like, this has been like in the works literally for like years. Like we basically, I mean, pre COVID we were both sat down and we were like, Hey, we should do this at one point. Um, it already is weird enough that we have the same name Yeah. that like we should kind of just sit down and, and record. And then, you know, obviously we have the same interest and it's kind of weird because really we're a lot of the same person and it's it's very weird whenever you realize like hey we're into wrestling and everything else and the world is a strange place but yes. we're here we're recording now uh and it's exciting and yeah it's fun I'm, I'm having a lot of fun I, I haven't done this in a long time it's long overdue and uh, i'm really glad that i get to come and do it with someone else because a uh, one-man show uh doing it by myself um i feel like a lot of pressure to try and keep it short I like snackable content, but I feel like with this, with two people talking, we can definitely have it going longer. It's a lot easier to like play off each other and not have to worry about like, oh, am I talking long enough about this one thing? Oh, did I sound weird there? No, like it's just like a natural conversation, and like that's where it like becomes really easy, especially just recording content just in general is like if you have somebody that you can bounce off of, it's easy. It's one hundred percent perfect. Awesome. And I'm ready to talk toys. Oh, I'm ready. To talk. I got a list here, buddy. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm ready. All right, let's talk first. Uh, we got a lot of new exciting things coming out that you can go pre-order. Uh, just one thing we were talking about on the way here, um, Transformers is doing a mashup with Universal Monsters. Uh, they're making Dracula uh, Transformer. Now, really, it's just a repaint of Mindwipe, mm -hmm. but I don't care because I'm a gigantic Universal Monster fan, and the fact that they put Dracula on it and gave him a little cape to go with it, I'm 100% getting that. I mean, as soon as that thing... I mean, it's sold out on pre-order. So for those that don't know, yesterday it broke the news that, hey, this is up for pre-order on Target. It sold out within an hour. Yeah, it went up a couple of places. Um, it went up on Target. It went up on Entertainment Earth, I believe, and sold out first there. I might be wrong. And I think it went up on Amazon. 
and Amazon was, I mean, at this point, if you're pre-ordering stuff, it's hit and miss with, with Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a crazy thing. The one thing I will say about this whole collaboration is that, you know, when you look at some of their older collaborations that they've done, especially, like, looking at, like, some of the recent stuff, like the Jurassic Park, Transformer mm-hmm. stuff, which, I mean, that's a cool set, but, again, it's just, like, it's, it's a repaint. It's, like, what they do, right? They yeah. like to do repaints. Um, the colors work so well on on that mold mm-hmm. that I, I really just think that like I think that's why it really sold out so quickly because I think before this the only one that was really hard to get for a little while was Gigawatt was the Back to the Future one I have news for you pal and I'll, we'll get to that um, so yeah I, hopefully this is the first of many I hope because I'm a gigantic Universal Monster fan I feel like they have to do it I, I feel like they have to and I someone in one of the posts that I saw wants the creature from the Black Lagoon and that's my all time favorite yeah, I started when I when I saw this the other day. My mind quickly went to what other molds can you make, you know, out of what Transformers and and especially looking at some of the, like the Kingdom stuff and like some of the cool things that they've done with like you know, Paleotrex and mm-hmm. like some of the you know the T Rex skeleton stuff and and some which of that. were nowhere in the series, by the way. I was so disappointed oh, no. by that. No, no. They're, and the thing about it is, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure people that are out there that are collectors know. Those things have gotten such a huge backing now. Mm-hmm. Like at first, everybody thought that, like the little fossilizers were gonna just be a gimmick, and it was just gonna be like this weird little add-on thing that people were gonna buy, and then you know whatever. But the thing about it is, it it works, mm-hmm. and like they're so cool. I, right now, I've bought in, I bought in, I can't even talk. I think I bought all three of them, or four of them that I've been able to find so far. Um, and that's been like a huge part of just me getting back into Transformers. Yeah. Because oh, I man. wasn't. I fell off. What, 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 but, but what a time to be a Transformer fan, you know? Like, look at what we have. We got Netflix series that is awesome. We had a card game that died out, but me and my friends jumped fully onto that. Uh, the card game was amazing. Um, you know, it, the mashups we got going on. All the Transformer stuff coming out. We got the G1 reissues coming out. I will the, tell you one thing that I saw today. What was that? I saw the Masterpiece uh, Optimus Prime. Saw it too. We, yep, it was at Target. Yep. I, I, dude, see, I can't. I couldn't buy it. Because Beautiful, but $125 yeah. price point for a Transformer that small. I mean, I just can't. I can't do it. That yeah. box is tiny. The box is like almost yeah. the same size that Bumblebee was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It. It's like I can't do that. But I'll tell you who I'm trying to hunt down right now is I'm trying to hunt down uh, Slug. Um, I have the Grimlock. I love the Dinobots, my favorite faction of uh, Transformers. But um, I want that Slug, man, and I want the rest. You know, give me the rest of the Dinobots. Uh, speaking of which, let, let's while we're talking about Transformers, uh, let's go ahead and pick your brain since you know people are, don't know you, um, and maybe I've never really talked about this. But uh, who are your top three Transformers? Like your favorite characters? Oh, that's like super, super easy for me. Um, I'm a Decepticon guy. Yeah, I really, I really like my Decepticons. Um, I, I'm really, I'm in love with Starscream. Obviously, mm-hmm. Starscream is like I got two other friends that are in love with him too. <laughs> uh, Beast Wars Megatron. Okay. And then, of all other things, um, it has to be uh, Optimus Optimal. Oh yes, yeah. Th- yeah. Those are those are my uh, top three. Like, and those are three that like I have in my collection. Uh, they're cherished. They're like 
probably grails for me, especially my my Optimus. I have the an original Optimus. The chrome hasn't chipped on it, which is a problem with a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. It's complete. The joints are tight. Missing the, the hands. It, I don't. I don't have any missing armor panels. Yeah. I have all the armor panels. They still stay in. Like they're, you know, it's a perfect figure, and it's one of my most prized possessions. Okay, you, that, that was the question I was going to ask you later, so we'll revisit that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that you can you can go into more detail of why you like it. But uh, for me personally, my top three, uh, Soundwave has always been my absolute favorite. I just like, once again, the Decepticons, like, I understand why you're a Decepticon guy, because one, you look at the Transformers, the toys, the Decepticons had the cooler stuff. Yeah. They had, like, the Terracons, they had the Insecticons, you know, like, the, what what do the uh, Autobots get? They get Dinobots. And I mean, then we get, like, nothing but jets and cars. But then there's, like, all of these Autobots that don't get the recognition they deserve, such as Beast Wars, Transmetals, uh, oh, Depth, Depth Charge. Yeah, Jet Depth Charge. I just thought of him earlier, the Manta Ray. Yeah. He was that in, in the show. He was awesome because he was just a, a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he just he sided with the Autobots simply because, or the Maximals simply because it was convenient. Yeah, Depth Charge is is a good one. Uh, and then you start getting into like some of the weirder things, right? And you yeah. start looking at like, okay, well, like, what is a really cool Autobot that like just doesn't ever get enough recognition at all? And and if you think about it, it's totally gonna be Wheelie. This <laughs> is Wheelie, man. Wheelie. He's tiny. He's cool. Uh, Generations release of Wheelie was really awesome. Yeah. It, was, it was small. It worked. It, it was a pocket transformer, and I took it with me everywhere. Dude, yeah. Oh, dude, those pocket transformers <laughs> growing up, I loved them so much. Um, okay, so uh, like I said, Soundwave is my absolute favorite. It's Second place is a tie, really. And I know that's kind of hard to say, but really they take second and third because I love them both too much, and that's uh, Grimlock and Bumblebee. Like, I love the both of them so much. I love Grimlock simply because he's the bad boy. Um, He, in the, him and the uh, Dinobots, they don't consider themselves really Autobots. They're like, yeah, they're they're like, they see themselves as a separate faction. Like X-Force and X-Men. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're with you, but don't tell us what to do. We're only going to listen to Grimlock. Like, we only listen to him. And Grimlock, you can't tell him what to do. Optimus, like, comics, whatever tries to tell Grimlock to do something, he ain't going to do it. No. And he won't do it simply, he'll refuse to do it out of spite because you told him to do it. Now I'm not going to do it. The one thing that's been nice though, and I, and I will say that this is kind of, you know, I, I guess it's probably the effect of like how that series is transformed, huh, transformed uh-huh. over the over the years is um, the smarter Grimlock has always been nice, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. like, you know, everybody always likes King Grimlock. When yeah, he's that's like really, my favorite. <laughs> really dumb, and he, like, you know, is just stomping around. But, like, I think Smart Grimlock is really cool. I think we got to see a lot of that, especially in the animated series. Mm-hmm. And that was, or what is it, Prime? Prime yeah. was really cool and, and really and really brought on uh, a bunch of that cool, just nostalgia, like, yeah. and changing the characters and making them something new, giving yeah. them new life. Yeah, that's a perfect way of saying Prime. I, I like Prime. Uh, I'll tell you the one I didn't like. What was the cartoony one that came out before that? And it was all like, like I even have, I'm a, I have the sound wave from it, and he's basically like that uh, animated series. Yeah, it's like it's like they're they're really weird looking. Like, yeah, it's a, I think it's just the animated series. It's is that what it is? Transformers. Yeah, it's just the animated series. Oh my series. god, dude, I could um, not stand the animation on that, <laughs> dude. So here's the thing about that: the animation grows on you over time mm-hmm. if you watch it. It has one of the stronger stories of really? any of the Transformers shows, 
and it integrates all the characters well. Bulkhead's amazing in it. Bulkhead's kind of the star of that show. Really? And so it kind of, you know, Optimus is cool in it, but, like, it really becomes like, hey, it's the Bulkhead show. <laughs> like, I really like the show, and that's why they ended up putting Bulkhead in Prime. Really? Because he got such popularity off of that animated series that they were like, hey, we don't even need to change his design. We're just going to CG model him and just take him <laughs> off of, you know, the 2D stuff. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I really like that animated series stuff. The toys were cool. They had cool transformations because they had the, all the weird proportions. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I think that was right when I first started falling off of collecting Transformers because people were so high about the animated series that just finding figures in general just went out the window. Yeah. It's really whenever Scalper Paradise became oh, God, a big uh, thing. Don't get me started on Scalpers, man. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I, I do actually own the sound wave from that. Because he, he turns into like what what, what was that uh, the element yeah the yeah. scion the, the scion, scion yeah element. he turns into like a scion <laughs> he's got like laser beaks a guitar yeah I totally have it there was a there was a I think it was like a TF con set that they put out that was a a band set and it had a bunch of those animated series uh, transformers in attire and they had uh, cloth goods so I think Soundwave had like a collar of feathers or something. oh my god they're really cool it's really something to look at if you've never seen them before the, their sets are expensive. Um, but they're like they're beautiful figures. Especially, oh man! I think they have leopard print uh, painting on some of them. They look like they're wearing glam, like glam rock. Yeah, they're glam rock. They're oh really god! Cool. I love it. They're, they're I love definitely it. Definitely look worth. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh man! All right, moving on. Uh, we also got something else that you and I are also passionate about. That's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah. Oh man! So we got the crossovers coming out with the Lightning Collection with TMNT. Cause uh, now I never read the comic series. I that's on my like to do list. However. Um, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, because uh, maybe you remember better than I do. But we got um, Raphael's the Red Ranger, and he's going to come with Tommy, who's dressed as a foot soldier. Mm-hmm. We're going to get uh, Shredder with the Green Ranger powers packaged by himself as a deluxe figure. Um, we're going to get April O'Neil, and is she the Pink Ranger? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I've read some of the Turtle crossover, and then I just... I. I don't remember why I stopped. I think I just started picking up other stuff. Um, I definitely got really deep into, um, I think that was at the same time I was getting deep into death metal back again. Oh yeah. I was like trying to, you know, relive my DC hero, you know, love. So I want to say off the top of my head, I think she is the pink ranger. Well, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. So we're not giving out any misinformation. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So she is the pink ranger. And let's see. She comes with the Yellow Ranger. Which is Mikey, right? Yes, Michelangelo is the Yellow Ranger. And then for the Blue and Black Ranger, let's see here. I believe that's Leonardo and Donatello. Uh, Yeah, so Leonardo is the Blue Ranger, obviously, and uh, Donatello's the Black Ranger. So um, that these are awesome. I definitely need to go pre-order them. I have a friend at GameStop. Uh, always gives me the hookup to let me know when something comes up for pre-order. Uh, these aren't going to be out for a while. So what I may end up doing is just like once a month going and, you know, putting down all the money for one of the two packs and then just keep doing that till they come out. Um, But yeah, I think these things are something really to look forward to, uh, especially if you're a Power Ranger fan, a Turtle fan. Uh, The Lightning Collection honestly has impressed me a lot. Like, you know, we we were all skeptical when it first came out, uh, but I got to tell you, I really love them. They... um, Here's something I really like, and granted, you know, you got SH Figuarts, you know, that are obviously far superior. Mm-hmm. 
far superior. However, here's something that SH Figure Arts doesn't really do that they do with the Lightning Collection, and that's that they, if you notice around the joints and stuff, there's actually like folds, mm-hmm. like of cloth, that give it that real feeling of, oh, this is wearing cloth. It's not just like a smooth, you know, mold. Yeah, and Hasbro's changed a bunch of their pins now on the on their figures. They're going for, I think everything starting this year was starting to do like a pinless uh, mold, and I think going forward, a lot of molds that are gonna come out for them for just, you know, lightning stuff and for Marvel Legends stuff, it's supposed to be pinless. Ooh. So you're supposed to not be able to see the pin. It's supposed to be a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. There is one thing that I've wanted to talk about about this lightning collection, and I've wanted to bounce this off of you because I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, it's the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. especially with Hasbro and this Power Rangers property license. And I think it, it, it's this. You have so many characters that you're putting out now in the Lightning, mm-hmm. lightning Collection, and people are just eating them up. People are buying them. Rarely do I see shelf-warming Lightning figures in mm-hmm. our area, yeah. right? And, and so that might not be the case everywhere else, but here I, we never see them, mm-hmm. right? And the one thing that I start thinking about, especially when they start getting into like this stuff that's like the, the TMNT stuff and like mm-hmm. these crossovers, is like, when are they going to start giving us Zords of the comic book? Yes. Yes. Because, like, there's so many, like, the Zords are different, mm-hmm. right? The Megazords look amazing. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I'm worried about the most, and this, and I don't even want to put this out into the universe because I don't want it to be a thing. I feel like when it does come time for us to get something like this, it's going to be a HasLab exclusive. Oh, God. And I feel yep. like they're going to milk us. Yep. That, you know what? They probably will. <laughs> um, you know, and speaking of HasLab, um, I actually, uh, that that's a good segue for the next thing I want to talk about. Um, as, in case you guys don't know, uh, there's a line of WWE figures called Ultimates. These things are retail for about 30 bucks uh, on the if you get them at the store. Uh, they're basically the end-all, be-all incarnation of whichever superstar they do. Um, I personally got one for my son. I got him Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, my son has now realized the value of not opening figures because he sees me not doing it with a lot. I'm going to let him breathe, guy, honestly. But... Um, you know, if I'm never going to get rid of it, like, what's the point of just keeping it in the package? You know, I might as well enjoy it. But he wants to keep his, like, he's got a, a regular Shinsuke, like a basic Shinsuke. And so he's like, that's good enough for me. He's like, I'm going to keep this one on display. And also he's got the uh, Ghostbuster crossover, John Cena and Stone Cold. And uh, he's keeping those in package as well. So I'm really proud of him with that. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, take good care of your toys. But um, anyways, with the Ultimate line, like I said, these are these figures are supposed to be end-all, be-all. They got, like, ridiculous proportions. They come with ridiculous accessories. Uh, they recently, with HasLab, uh, put out an Ultimate Ring. Now, with this Ultimate Ring, um, it cost uh, 100 I, Was it 100 I think it was $100. Yeah. Yeah, the ring by itself was $100. Yeah, so, well, well, with the ring, with, so what they did was... Um, no, I think it was more than that. It was two hundred. I think it was one eighty nine, wasn't it? Wasn't one eighty nine? Uh, I'm thinking about it now off the top of my head. Let me see. Okay, so while you're looking that up, I'm gonna describe what, what what was in it. So, me honestly, I don't have a wrestling ring, and uh, my son has one, but it's like kind of like a rinky dink one. But I'm like, you know what? This would be pretty cool to have. You know, especially with um, with wrestling figures, I really only collect the wrestlers that I want. So my wrestling collection's very very slim. Uh, but with this ultimate ring, it was supposed to be like you know. Uh, like the plastic boards like you basically are oh. putting together a real ring. How much was it? I was wrong I think it was like 200 something. Yes, it was like I know it was 250 250. It was 250. Okay yeah. I'm gonna get to how I was able to pay for that um, So with it, so they were asking 250. 
So you get this ring that you basically put together like a real life ring. Like the turnbuckles are like actually hooked on there, like they have hooks. Um, the aprons are cloth, soft goods. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you can actually build the mat over like the planks of wood that are there. And then on top of that, it comes with like an, uh, an LED uh, entrance that will play music. And like your wrestlers can walk through it and it's like the new generation entrance ring. So it's, it's really cool. But a lot of people are like, well, I don't know, because the thing it came with was diesel, like Ultimate Diesel. And it's like, well, do you really want an Ultimate Diesel? You know, it's like, wouldn't you rather have like Kevin Nash, you know, instead? Like, especially with the- Yeah, I, I feel like they'd really drop the ball on who they put with that ring. Um, well, not the second one and the third no, one. No, yeah. not with the second one and the third one. I think this is a trend though. And, and you know, kind of taking that and going and talking about HasLab stuff too. They kind of did the same thing with the whole um, them releasing like the the teases for the Silver Surfer for mm -hmm. Galactus and stuff. Yeah. And like the first person they put out was the Herald, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, you're gonna release the Herald, but you're not gonna release Silver Surfer. Yep. Come on, like, why would you not put Silver Surfer first, mm -hmm. right? And then that's already gonna gain people hype about it, and then it's gonna go from there. Oh yeah, because you can't get that Silver Surfer figure, man. We were lucky that. Remember when I went on that trip? I actually yeah, got you. Yeah. You got me the yeah. black. Uh, Silver Surfer. And, that, and that's because I just stopped in a rinky-dink town. Like, I, at the wedding I was at, there was, happened to be a Walgreens. I went there to get uh, allergy medicine, and there just happened to be that Silver Surfer. Walgreens exclusives yeah. are the bane of my existence. Oh, yeah, dude. I when think, that started. And I, and I think the reason why I feel that way, too, is because the Walgreens exclusive uh, Fantastic Four thing mm -hmm. was like, I mean, it skyrocketed in value. Oh, yeah. And then they, like, it, it was so bad. That's why Hasbro re released it mm -hmm. with, like, a new body mold on, on the shorts because it was like people were paying like 180 bucks for, yep. like, the thing. And, uh, like, that should never happen, man. Yeah, it's never. Just, no. Well, but that, once again, we're, we're talking about scalping. I mean, you got people who go and, like, buy up these figures, and uh, it happens all the time. So, like, when I see something at Target, like, especially, like, um, what was it that I saw recently? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I can't believe they have that in stock. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I ended up buying it though. And then uh, sure enough, I ended up going back to Target like a few days later and they're all gone. Mm -hmm. And then like that, we were talking about the uh, rare um, Ectotron, mm -hmm. the crossover transformer with Ghostbusters. And they got a version that came on a blister card yep. and he has his goggles down and he came with an extra ghost that the other one didn't come with. And he came with the comic book. And it was like, what was it, fifty dollars? Sixty. Sixty. Because was, I tried to buy it, and they street dated me. Uh huh. And they told me they were like, you can't buy it until like Friday. And uh -huh. I was like, all right, cool. Went Friday, all of them were gone. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's what happened because I saw it, and I was like, oh man, I get paid tomorrow, um, or it was either the next day or the day after. I was like, I'll have money then. I'll come back and get it. And yep, gone. Just completely gone. Yeah. And it sucks but, because yeah, like it's 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 it sucks, and it's it's a weird thing, especially because. Going back to the Ultimates thing, going back to the ring, you know, if regular people cannot find Ultimates on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw an Ultimate last week for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. I've never seen an Ultimate, and it was a Ric Flair. Yeah. And I was surprised that I saw that Ric Flair there. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at that Ric Flair. That is a cool fucking figure. Am I going to buy it? Nope. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and so the whole reason why is like, am I not going to, why am I going to buy it if I can't buy the rest of the line? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's why I didn't pull the trigger on the ring, but you did. Yes. So when that ring comes in, yes. I'm going to go build some stuff on it. <laughs> so, uh, so the diesel, ultimate diesel was the uh, first thing they gave out. And, you know, I listened to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, which kind of inspired me to do this in the first place. Um, they, you know, did a special interview. Uh, they were like, hey, look, you know, we see the reach goal is doink, but we haven't even reached 
the goal to even make the rink. So the stretch goal is <laughs> doink, and then the stretch goal after that is the different ring aprons that you can swap out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, you should. what you should have done is done the ring aprons first, then doink. So as time goes on, uh, then they say, you know, it's like it's coming down to like almost the final days of it being funded. And uh, they do a special interview. And in there they say, hey, look, we're releasing this Macho Man that comes with this deco that's never been done before. And he's going to come with an announcer table. And he's also going to have like a sculpt that will have the headphones on. Like you can put the headphones on him. And so he could be a commentator. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. So what I ended up doing um, on the final day of the early bird. Yeah, it was the early bird. So that Friday, uh, somebody in one of the groups I'm in goes, hey, there's this service called Klarna. So this is a plug, Klarna. If you want to pay me to say your name, by all means, go ahead. Uh, but I used it. I downloaded it. Essentially what you do is it's like a credit service. Mm-hmm. And uh, they will front the money for you, but you got to make payments. In fact, I just made my third payment, which was like 60 bucks, I think. But um, they, I tried to get two rings. I was going to get two. So I was like, maybe 500 but no, they wouldn't clear me for 500, but they did clear me for the 250. So I was like, all right. So I did that, went through them. Uh, so I'm still, you know, paying 250, but I'm doing it over time, which is a lot easier on my wallet, you know? Yeah. So that uh, guys, if you're looking to make big purchases, maybe look into Klarna. Uh, like I said, that, that really helped me out with this. And that's why I was able to pull the trigger on this. Had I not had that service, I would not be getting that ring. So I, th- I think that's, and so going back to like has lab stuff and crowdfunding stuff, I think that's where a a lot of people are missing out on so much stuff and I think these companies are missing out on it too because you know going back to the Sentinel release for Hazlab, oh, yeah. I wanted that Sentinel so bad mm-hmm. and I couldn't justify dropping $400 yep. on it $400 for a Sentinel and I don't even think it was $400 I think that one was cheaper I think it was like 250 maybe 300 something like that and then the Galactus was the 400 yeah Galactus was 400 and I was like dude you just you charged less for the Sentinel mm-hmm. And, and now you're trying to, to get people to pay more. And, you know, $400 up front for you to wait for a figure yep, for, for a, like year. a year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the people that did that for Unicron, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they loved it. Like, in the end, like, Unicron got there. But then they got home and they were like, wow, I got to transform the size of my table. Yep. And I have no way to display this. And I, I might just sell it. Yeah. Right? And so that's been what a lot of the Unicron, you know, aftermarket has been. Um, but I, I mean, I just, I think it'd be a lot better if they were like, Hey, if you want, you want this figure, here's put a deposit down, put it and, and make it, you know, you can still make it a good deposit, mm-hmm. put it as a hundred dollar deposit down, non-refundable, mm-hmm. let people get their foot in the door and let them pay it over time. Be yep. like, okay, cool. You know, here's this. And every time they do an update, be like, Hey, we're doing an update on the figure. Th- your next payment's coming up mm-hmm. here. Another hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah, here's yeah. A, here's an update on. I think that would be so much better on everybody's wallets. Yo, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you could do like a payment plan, yeah, sort of thing. Just like, hey, you know what? Uh, this thing's not coming out for another year. I want to be on like a six month payment plan to pay this off. I think the thing about it though is like it shouldn't be you having to go find services like Klarna. Klarna. Yeah. yeah, it should be like the manufacturer doing. Yeah, it. yeah, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Especially when they're the ones building it. Yeah, like, because you know you, you know, and that's one of the wild things about like Haslab stuff because people have called bluff on it a lot because they're like, okay, 
you're trying to act like you already don't have planned tiers, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. we know you already have planned tiers because you've already worked on molding and tooling and all the extra accessories that go with that. Mm-hmm. Especially in the case of like the Galactus, mm-hmm. because when they revealed Silver Surfer, he comes with a little mount that mounts to the hand of the Silver Surfer for him to hold, or for uh, Galactus for him to hold the Silver Surfer. Yeah. And so it's like, you plan this the whole time. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, I think people are just becoming smart to crowdfunding in general. Yeah. Right? And so it's going to be interesting to see how toy companies take that and make that more advantageous for consumers. Yeah. See, and here's he, speaking of stuff like that, here's uh, uh, the people that I like, the manufacturer, uh, Super 7. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ordered from them before? Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm on the fence, man. They have a manta ray that is calling my name. Mm-hmm. I, I need some turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, the Super 7 stuff is super appealing, mm-hmm. right? Um, the only Super 7 stuff that hasn't been appealing to me is the Power Ranger stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It did not appeal to me either. And, and I think that, that that sucks because it's weird because, like, Super 7 is, like, it's premium, right? Yeah. It's like you hear that name, people are like, oh, Super 7, you yep. had to pre-order this. This was nice. But then when I see stuff that they're putting out like that and then I compare it to, like, Lightning Collection yeah. that's, yeah, like, exactly. 20 bucks, I'm like, am I going to pay $60 for another Tommy? Yeah. That just – this doesn't look as good as the $20 Tommy yeah, that exactly. I Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's, that's the whole reason I did not pull the trigger on any of those. It's simply the Lightning Collection. It exists, and why would I pay double the amount for – I mean, yeah, they come with a lot of accessories, and they're going to be detailed. But, you know, really, do I need that when I have this $20 Tommy that is just amazing? Yep. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I think I'm going to stick with that. So that's the whole reason I didn't fund them. But There are some Super 7 stuff that I have missed out on, though, and most of that has been wrestling, really. Yes. So c- touching on that, um, I did back last year, so they should be coming out here soon, um, the uh, Matt Cardona and uh, Brian Myers mm-hmm. uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, I did pre-order those. And uh, I'll tell you what I like about their system is that their system isn't a we're going to hold things hostage for tiers. What their system is, is you pay the $50 up front and it's a meet. You don't have to wait for like a certain date. You just pay it right then and there. And then at the end of the deadline, they don't look and say, OK, how many people ordered this and we can push more tiers or bring more interest. They're just made to order. Yep. And I like that. I like that. that It's like, you know, this isn't a we need a certain amount before we can make a mass production of this. Yeah. They're just like, it's going to be a year, but you ordered this, you're going to get this. You there, don't need to worry about not getting it. There's a lot of companies right now that are kind of coming under fire because they're trying to do that and then they're like backtracking on it. And yeah. so like the big one that was recently, you know, a big news story was the April O'Neil NECA figure. Oh my God, uh, that sold out so fast. Yeah, and like they... they you know, even them themselves were like, hey, we messed up. Mm-hmm. We know you need this figure. You want this figure. We're going to put it up for like a month and whoever orders it in this month can get it. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it needs to be. Yeah. Because it gives people a chance to, to do it. I yeah. Because like giving people two weeks isn't enough. Like most people live paycheck to paycheck. And it's like, dude, you want to make some extra money. You want to make sure this is going on. Give it like a good month window. You know, give a notice like saying, hey, we're two weeks from now. We're going to begin the uh, clock to pre-order this. So, boom, you already give them two extra weeks. Now you have a full month. Yep. That gives you plenty of time. That gives word of well, mouth, everything. And you bring up a good you bring up a good point that I've heard a lot, and it's come up a lot recently in a couple of different collecting groups that I'm in of, like, you know, people saying, well, I collect 
you know, I'm, I run paycheck to paycheck. I don't really have extra money to be spending on blah, 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 blah. So when I'm going to spend on something, I'm going to do that with like a, you know, I already have pre-planned that in my mind, yeah. right? And like people have their collections, right? But just because you're living paycheck to paycheck, like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, oh, yeah, no. And I think that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And and so like when there's, I see tons of comments on that, especially on like uh, HasLab stuff. There's people that are like, man, if they could have just waited like 20 more days, mm-hmm. they would have had another purchase. Oh yeah. Because I would have had enough to get it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, same here, man. Like, I mean, Give me two months to come up with four hundred dollars. I yeah. can do it. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but yeah. like, don't don't come and ask me to do it and then give me thirty days. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, like I think a bunch of that stuff really has a, a a good value, especially. I mean, some of that Super Seven stuff is really really nice, and some of the accessories that come with that stuff is is beautiful. My thing, you know, and this is kind of why I didn't pull the trigger on the the WWE ring is I've gotten so far deep into AEW now at this point that, like, I want an AEW replica ring. Mm -hmm. I want an AEW replica stage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay money, and I'm going to drop money on it, like, Mm -hmm. if they do it. And I think if they do it, it's they're going to do it right, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's better than the retail releases of the figures. Because, I mean, me and you have talked about AEW releases before. Unless you're ordering them from, you know, a vendor online, you're really not going to get an AEW figure. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, you still you still I mean, can't see them. Ringside Collectibles, I think, is like the easiest place to get figures from. Like, you know, in our town, AEW figures are non-existent. Yep. I bought a Frankie Kazarian uh, figure like last week because I saw him on the peg and I was like I'm never gonna see him again mm-hmm. and I like Frankie because he came and did a promo with CM Punk so yep. he's cool now in my book so now I need him right and so like I bought it right but I mean it's one of those things of like I need to be able to know that I can go to a store and have an impulse buy yeah yeah exactly oh man yeah, yeah. if you're going like people like us like if we go to Target Walmart wherever we're going to the toy section so that's why my kids love going with me because they know we're going straight to the toys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, I no AEW figures. I'll tell you what I do like recently is that the LJNs, mm-hmm. I, ha- I had to order the LJN Cody um, through ringside, and but I got that cool protective case for it too. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to try and get my hands on another one just so I can open it. Uh, but I want one. I want one. Do you, do you, have you seen, though, the have, Walmart exclusive that's going to be coming out? I've seen it. It's a Walmart exclusive, so it's going to be a pain in the ass to get. Yep. Uh, that's what makes me worry about it. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I've gone out of my way to go try to, to find uh, Walmart exclusives. You know, and the last time I did was the Venomized Captain America. Oh yeah, and, I still don't have that. And that that thing. I mean, I bought it, and I bought the only one on the shelf. Yep. And it, you know, there was there was like one. Um, but I mean, Walmart exclusives have gotten better lately. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the obvious precursor of that was like turbo man turbo man was like crazy hard to get for Mm -hmm. like a month when it was first announced and now you can go to like any walmart in our town and find a turbo man and i mean i think that's that's good that's what it needs to be exactly yeah we that's what we need because a lot of collectors uh, especially like you and me we're not buying something simply because it's a limited quantity no we're buying it because that's something we want yeah and we want to enjoy that and so uh yeah like i really wish that was done more where it's like, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, release this figure and then that's it. You know, this is all we make. And a lot of companies are really bad about that because then that's when you get the price gouging. Yeah. And that's when like, you know, the scalpers that go and they they sweep the shelves and they just buy all this thing just to go and resell it to try and, you know, 
make more money. It's like, hey, you want to make your living, I understand that, but dude, don't screw us people who just want it. Like, we want it just for us. We don't want multiples so that we can, you know, flip them. We want one at least, mm-hmm. maybe another, that if and we like, really like it, we don't want to open it. As I've gotten older, my collection has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. In fact, over the past year, I I don't even know really how I comprehend my own collection because it used to be just, like, Marvel stuff and Power Ranger stuff mm-hmm. and some, you know, some stuff mi- mixed in and sprinkled around. Um, but now it's changed to the point where, like, I'm so obsessed with trying to own toys that I did not have as a kid mm-hmm. or I had as a kid and I destroyed. Oh, yeah. And so one of those, like I said, going back to the Super 7 thing was the Manta Ray. You know, Ray Filet. Yeah, yep. Ray Filet. Uh, I had <laughs> Ray Filet I had as a kid and I had the color changing variants yep, as a kid that too. I took showers with mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was done, he was so full of calcium <laughs> that my mom made me throw him away. Oh, my right? God. And so, like, that is one of my biggest things right now. That's, like, a grail for me right now is me trying to get this Ray Filet. Because I went down the rabbit hole of being like, okay, well, like, I could get a Ray Filet from Super 7. But if I spend, like, 40 more dollars, I can get, like, an on-card original Ray Filet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I think I'm going to go the old school way instead mm-hmm. of going for the Super 7 yeah. way, you know. But it's just because, I mean, I, I get a lot of stuff that I didn't have as a kid. I mean... I, I think you were one of the first people that I told about. I got a, a original Dragon Zord that was complete, mm-hmm. and I, I got it my... for like thirty bucks. Yeah, and it was like I didn't have that figure as a kid. I didn't have the, any of the original Megazords as a kid. My mom, my mom was weird. My mom made me buy all of the teams, so I have literally every single Power Ranger figure from the '90s yeah. up until like. 2001 yeah. right I have every figure but my mom never spent money on the Megazords Man. so I have like maybe two or three Megazords and that could be a lie right I could go back and look in my boxes and there's probably some that I'm forgetting I know that there's like a couple of like Power Rangers and Space Megazords I have but I mean they're not dear to my heart as much as like those original things I yeah. remember going to a show and tell in the first grade and seeing a kid show up with the Dragon Zord mm-hmm. and being like holy shit that's a cool figure and I can't have it yep right and so like now that's what that's the way my collection has moved and and really over the past couple months it's been so directed towards he-man yeah <laughs> like he-man is like taking me over man i went and got castle grayskull and the wind raider and i mean i got the vehicles and i'm i'm stocking up on figures and it's cool so, so, so jump back real quick to the megazord thing i'm i'm the kid you would have hated <laughs> because my parents got me all of them dude like i had uh i had all three of the original zords um, when the Thunder Zords came out, I had uh, everything from that. Um, what was it? Toward the Shuttle Zord, I had that. Um, man, I had like all the Zords, but I got out around Zeo. Okay. Uh, so yeah. that's kind of like when I, I I was like, you know what? I think I'm I'm done with Power Rangers. Now. So Red Dragon Zord was a birthday gift, um, and I have an, a red a Red Dragon Zord, and my aunt bought me that. And I remember going to the store and being like, I need the rest to make the Megazord, mm-hmm. and then everybody being like. But it's a thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's too much. You can't get that. And I'm like, and I never got it. I never oh, got man. the assault team. Yeah. So like I, I just there was like stuff that I just never completed as a kid. I mean, and I think that's why my collection has gotten so crazy over the past couple of years because you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have a whole lot of money. My parents weren't very well off. My parents yeah. never went to college. 
And so um, a lot of our stuff, and, and I didn't realize this until recently, was, you know, when I was talking to my wife, and I was like, hey, did you have this, like, toy as a kid? And, and I was like, no, like, nobody had that toy. And I had this realization that, like, I thought about every single time that we went to the store and realized that my mom would take me to Toys R Us clearance aisle, mm-hmm. and I would get, like, the two- or three-year-old clearance toys <laughs> that, like, nobody wanted anymore. Yeah. And so, like, I have weird stuff in my collection just because it was clearance and and nobody wanted it but I mean my mom didn't go out of her way to buy me new stuff and yeah and so like the new stuff that I did get as a kid I cherished it like crazy um and that's why like I've been going back and filling in those holes yeah because it's it's weird I mean and I I think that's why I've gotten so bad about doing it to my kids too because it's like I have one son and and he goes to the store and he's like I want this thing I'm like grab it yeah like cool take it dude like I'm gonna buy it for you because you want it right now yep I don't want you to grow up or go somewhere else and be like Hey, I remember that one time my dad didn't buy me that one thing because mm-hmm. the time from the Dragon Zord in the first grade is stuck with me so bad that it's changed the way that I've looked at collecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same with my kids. My kids, um, they have to be on good behavior or they have to be, you know, as long as it's something. Uh, but, you know, we'll get them stuff if they want it, but they got to earn it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, especially like when it's the end of the school year or maybe start of the school year or, um, you know, definitely the birthdays and stuff, we, we do it up. We get them whatever they want. Um, so, yeah, I definitely want my kids to be able to say, hey, my dad got like got me this. Or my mom got me this. Uh, you know, like I really wanted it and I got it. So the it, latest thing has been Ghostbusters. Man. Oh, yeah. My kid got obsessed with Ghostbusters out of nowhere. And I was like, all right, you like Ghostbusters? Let's go to the store. Mm-hmm. Like, let's buy you everything. I bought him everything. Nice. And he's content. Yeah. He's happy. Has he asked for something else? No, because he has Ghostbusters. Yeah, right now. exactly. Is that that's why we have my daughter? See, that's why we have my daughter. Is that we got her all these toys and everything, and then she's bored in her room. And I'm like, how are you bored? And she's like, well, those are old toys. I'm like, still play with them? I was like, your brother has no issue playing with his freaking uh, WWE basics that you know are now so loose that they can't even stand up anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's still playing with them. Yep. And um, side note, one of my babies is sitting next to the microphone and it's like taking a lot for me to just not pick him up and play with him the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But it's like three pounds of plastic. Yeah. So I just don't wanna you want don't want to hear the creaking of the joints because he's such a big dude. But um yeah, okay, so now we talked about that. Um, you know what actually there's something I do want to plug um, a, a business that I want to plug that if you're into collecting uh, tfbasement.com mm-hmm. uh, this guy he is a fellow collector now if someone like him goes and swipes the shelves I'm 100% okay with it because you mentioned earlier gigawatts the hard one to get mm-hmm. go to his website dude you can buy it from him I think he has it priced at either 39 or 49 but he does not price gouge yeah, and that's no. what I love about him. I, I actually ordered uh, Masters of the Universe Shira from him. Yeah. Because I couldn't find it yep. anywhere else. Yeah, so. and it's all fairly priced. It's like if it's something that is rare, yep. something that's a little harder to find, the price will be a little bit up. Yeah. But he's not he's not price gouging you. And plus, he, he does fast shipping. Uh, in fact, when I first found him on TikTok, um, he did a giveaway. And uh, it was basically asking the question of, hey, duet this. Can you tell me um, the debut of Carnage. They were like, I want his original and then his his other self. And I was like, oh, well, I know that, you know? And so um, I double checked just to make sure, but I had caught him as he posted it. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, I was right. Responded, told him, hey, look, here's when Cleese Cassidy debuted. Here's when Carnage debuted. And then from him, I won one of the Lego, uh, have you seen those uh, head sculpts? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I won the Carnage head sculpt from him. That's cool. And I got it like literally two days later. 
And so I built it that weekend. I had a lot of fun with that. It took me like three nights to build, dude. It's crazy. I have one of those sitting at my house, and it's not the Carnage. It's a TIE fighter pilot from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. My my wife got it for me for Father's Day, and I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to open it. I really like Legos. I know the value of Legos now yeah. that I'm older, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, ah, I kind of want to build it. I don't know if I'm going to. And I just haven't. And now it's burning a hole in me that I need to really go back and, and put it together. Yeah. Because I, I think I saw some pictures of your carnage and it got me jealous. And I'm yeah. like, man, that thing's really cool. Oh, it was, it's, dude, it was so much fun putting together. It was just hard, though. Like, the jaw was the hardest part. Well, because as I was looking at the instructions, I didn't realize, like, um, where the tongue is, like mm-hmm. the little plate. I thought it had to go above, like, the lining of the jaw. It, so I kept like messing it up. I'm like, why is this not closing all the way? It goes on the bottom. And I was like, oh, I figured it out. Okay, this now makes it, sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Now this makes sense. So it's sitting pretty on my shelf. I only got like one shelf uh, at home that I can put stuff on. And so my wife got mad at me because I put too much on there, which I really did. So I had to thin it down. Uh, but now I think she's kind of looking at it again like, you got a lot up there. Yeah, like, and, and to kind of tease like a future thing, you know, eventually we're going to come – do this thing at my house and we're gonna look at my office oh yeah and it's gonna be in all of its glory oh yeah yeah see so so me and my wife we decided that the next house we get because right now we're renting we're saving we're trying to save up uh the next house we get we're gonna have our own bedroom so that we have our own space mm-hmm. and um i'm totally gonna yeah like what your office looks like mine's gonna look like that just the same and then you're gonna be like man i got like a there's a corner just in the corner of my office that's just toys piled up to the ceiling that I still haven't opened. Yep. When am I going to find time to open these things? Yep. Which that's what Casual Grey School is doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of uh, Masters Universe, did you what do you think of the um, the mashup they did with uh, DC Comics? With uh, and it was it wasn't it wasn't legally them. Uh, it was I think Funko made yeah. those. Yeah. Funko did it. Um, I thought it was cool. I mean, I think there's been a huge revival in Masters of the Universe lately, especially with like the Kevin Smith show mm-hmm. and like you know, just them doing like the re-releases of the older figures with new updated posability and stuff, mm-hmm. and and then they they did the Revelations toys. In fact, I saw Faker today, which was like the first time yeah, I've seen I one saw of those him deluxe yeah. deluxe ones, and that was pretty cool. And I think it's just they're hitting all the nostalgia points, right? And like that's what it needs to be. Um, I think the DC crossover makes sense, right? Like, it, I mean, obviously, like DC is a little bit darker. Um, the colors match for yeah. me. You know, I think I think there's a lot of stuff that I look at and visually I can be like, oh, that makes sense to me. Um, I think if Marvel would have did it, I think it would have been weird. Yeah, I, I just don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. But I think I think the DC way worked out pretty. I, good. I have a few of them. They were kind of hard to find, but I got the ones I wanted. I got a Green Lantern, I got a Batman, but I got the uh, Target exclusive. That's black and gray. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I wanted the blue and gold, but you know, I'm, I'm fine with the black and gray. So yeah, uh, I, I didn't find any of those. <laughs> um, I rarely can find cool Funko stuff, um, and usually I just I miss out on it. Um, in fact, today I got one. I, I got one Funko. I bought one. I bought a black light Captain Marvel. I saw those. Yeah, um, I saw those at because Target. I have a black light Iron Man and a black light Captain America at home that need a buddy. See, I have I have the black light Deadpool. So you see, it's hard with Funko because with 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 pops, I want to buy them all. But I, I know I shouldn't. I don't though, because like I sold my collection. You I did? had, a, I had a thousand, I had a thousand Funko Pops. Okay, Man. let's talk about my room real quick. Okay, we're gonna side, side note. 
at one point, my office was filled with a thousand Funko Pops. My God. Uh, and they were old Funko Pops from the original, like, first run of yep. things. So I had chases that were actual chases mm-hmm. and not the one in six chases. Yep. I had, like, one in 36 chases. And I had every chase of every horror original Funko. And, I mean, I had rare stuff. And I had – it got to the point where I was just buying every release. I had friends that were getting me – and standing in line for me and like i mean it was just it was nuts dude and like it got to the point where it was i was overwhelmed i i didn't have anywhere else to put anything i didn't have anywhere to put my power rangers Mm -hmm. um i didn't have anywhere to put my original turtles and like all this old collection stuff and i go and i looked at it one day and i was like you know what i think i don't see funko going anywhere else i think this is like the peak right Mm -hmm. like and i was like i think it's my time to get out and i was like all right cool I'm going to get out. And I was like, am I going to get rid of all of it? No. I'm going to go through and I'm going to keep some things. And and there were some things that I, I did keep um, for a little while. And then I ended up getting rid of them because I was bitter with Funko for a while. Um, but as time has gone by, like, there's slowly starting to be Funko releases that are coming out that I'm like, all right, well, you know what? That one's actually a cool release. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to miss out on that. And so... Like the blacklight releases were the hu- a huge thing for me because I I really like blacklight stuff um, and I really like blacklight stuff because uh, there's Marvel Legends that are out that are actually blacklight reactive that nobody realizes really? are blacklight reactive yeah so one of those that's really cool that's one of my favorites and and he doesn't get any love like actually he's like really cheap because people don't care about him is Molten Man uh-huh. from uh, Spider Man yeah I know Molten yeah. Molten, Molten Man is totally blacklight reactive. His body will glow like the magma orange. It's nice. super cool. Um, and so, like, a bunch of those, you know, figures I already had a blacklight set up for. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, I want this stuff. So, like, I have that. I, I really wish I could have all the blacklight Funko Pops. It's just so hard trying to get them and trying to get in line online and, mm-hmm. and, and get you know be lucky enough to get in the queue to get one yeah um i do have a a big giant galactus blacklight pop coming to me nice the giant one i only have one giant one and i got that for christmas and it was the zombie deadpool nice yeah my yeah. my uh my it was a gift from my family i have an army of giant porgs i want to talk about <laughs> one stand yeah, one yeah, in the corner one right, right, right now right there in that corner watching us the porgs those <laughs> things are adorable all right, uh, I want to get into some kind of personal questions, just a, more about you. Okay. Um, so this is more like uh, things that, first off, uh, there's a passion you have for collecting a certain thing that's not technically a figure, but you have it's taken off for you. You've designed your own, and I'd like you to go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So a while back, right, and, and this is going back a couple of years because I had been given – one of these things and I didn't fully love it like it needed to be loved right mm-hmm. but um, I was given a Heihachi enamel pin mm-hmm. like a pin that you would put on your shirt and it was given to me as a uh, just like a bonus I think pre-order thing from GameStop or something and I was like alright well, this is this is cool like I don't know what I'm going to do with it the art's nice on it it looks cool I don't have a pin collection I don't know what I'm going to do and so it sat in a box in my closet and I just didn't care about it. it. There was a thing that said, you know, register it on the app. Didn't understand any of that. Didn't care about it. There was no, there was nothing to suck me in. Yeah. Right. And so, um, 
it just didn't phase me and then out of nowhere i found i found more of these pins out of nowhere like like i was starting to see more of them hit stores and i was like all right well what are these things right well they're fig pins mm -hmm. all right it's a figure but it's a, a totally an enamel pin and you can put it anywhere right it's still like an old pin it has a backing so you can put it on your shirt or a lanyard or something and so I was like, all right, well, this thing says it has an app. Maybe I just need to, you know what? I'm trying to manage my collection anyway. Let me go ahead and go through the app. And so I go through the app and I start registering my, these pins that I bought. And I'm like, holy shit, these pins have stats to them, mm -hmm. right? Like this is, I can see what number this was off the line mm -hmm. and I can see this, this, and this. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever because like it makes this pin feel like more of something than than just me going to the store and buying a figure. Yeah, right. And and so um, I started looking at old licenses, right. And immediately, what what does everybody do? That's a collector, right. You start looking at all right. What's a Grail? What is a Grail in this thing, right? Like, uh, what are older pins that can you know have some value to them or just look cool or you know whatever. And so. I went and looked and I was like, yo, they did WWE pins and nobody knew what is this? And so I went down this rabbit hole of trying to find WWE pins and they're impossible to find. They're super expensive now to the point where like, I think some of them are going for like 200, $300. And so I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to get on, I'm going to now on my turn to plug a website. I got a Macari, right? Mm -hmm. And I found a stone cold Steve Austin fig pin for $20 Ooh. and I took a shot on it. Right. And I, and I bought it, buy it now. I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, I want this pin. This is like my all-time number one pin. It comes in, I registered into the app. It is a first off the line mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin pin, which means that it was the first one made, mm -hmm. right? It has extra bonuses that are attached to that pin. So I can see it in the app. I can see that it is the first one off the line. And only certain numbers have that bonus. Like uh, if it's a first off the line, it has a bonus. If it's a number that matches the sequence of the pin, it has a bonus. Um, and so I was like, dude, this is, these are cool. And so I started designing them. Like I was like, yo, what did, what, wouldn't it be cool if like there was like a, you know, and I, I just went off the deep end. Like, and I think one of my first pins was like, hey, what if I, what if there was like a Green Ranger and, you know, enamel pin or what if there was like a Zack Snyder Batman? And then like, I just started going crazy with just designs and, and, um, I started getting a following and I maintained a following enough for the company to notice me and, and they started sending me some stuff and I talk back and forth with them every now and then. Uh, and I, and I love it. I love, I love that company. Um, I really think what they're doing is spe something special. Uh, I have not designed things lately and, and there's a reason why, right? And, and this is going to kind of be me like, man, you're going to have a big announcement on here. Uh, I kind of stopped creating pins uh recently because i was the only one doing it for the longest time right and then and there was people before me there was right yeah but it didn't get a following right like nobody was just doing it constantly it wasn't like funkos right where people are constantly making custom funkos yeah. and all kinds of stuff but it, but after i started it more and more people started being like hey i want to go do that and like that's kind of what I wanted to happen was like I wanted to start something and then just like fade away into the night and be like okay I I gave this to you guys I realized made you realize that y'all can go and create these things now you go do it yeah right and so I've taken a back burner to it and I, and I'm not really going to be designing um, 
fig pins per se, mm -hmm. but that's not to say that like I haven't released my own pins because what this has happened is uh, I've actually been in a Facebook group that um, I've helped them design some pins and logos for that group. And so um, they're sought after as much as fig pins are right now. Uh, we just released a set like last week um, that was stylized after My Hero Academia and a little bit of Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything that we got, for, or the, they're going to go for up for sale this weekend. Um, and there's only going to be 40 of each, but everything that we get as far as like profits and proceeds is going to be donated to Autism Speaks. Nice. And so like everything we do, we don't take any profit on it. We literally just put it into an organization. And so I, I think that that's where I see myself now is just trying to design and trying to give back and give back to like people that don't have the voice. That's fantastic. That. So where can people go and get this pin? Uh, so Fig Pin Chasers is a group on on uh, Facebook. Uh, they are set up. I mean, it's basically the bigs of the bigs. It's like everybody who is a big collector in Fig Pins. They're on that page. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, people probably have seen from either you know being on YouTube or just hearing podcasts. But like, I know one of the big ones is I don't know if you know Statue fi uh, Fanatic mm -hmm. on YouTube. He's a huge big pin collector he's like one of the bigger ones and so like there's guys like him on there and so um they're they they just go and trade and buy and talk and i mean it's cool and and, and like it's a really good community it's some it's a community i love and so um i'm really proud of kind of just being a part of it in general and it, and it humbles me right that yeah. like people want something that i've designed yeah yeah, right. it's, it's so, awesome. And that's like my dream job, right? Like yeah. I, I've always wanted to be, and I don't even want to design toys. My dream job is I want to design toy packaging. Yeah. Right? Like that's my thing. It's like if I look at a box and I say, oh, that box looks cool. I want to buy that. I know how that feels. So yeah. like that's what I want to do. Nice. Right? That's fantastic, dude. So, okay, let's move on some other, to some other questions. Take a shot. Um, all right. Who is your favorite current wrestler i think i know the answer to this i know the answer to this already but uh, i want you to tell the people and then uh just you know real quick and then who's your favorite classic wrestler do i count the past two weeks uh, yeah yeah it's in who, who's current right now that you like Shit. that you you, you just love you, you have to watch them and what they do and then who's your favorite to watch growing up okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna answer this two ways okay and and, and it's it's a weird loaded question for me because having a favorite wrestler is something that like I it const it's a constant change, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody goes through like, okay, this is my this is my dude this week, this is my guy this this week. Um, two weeks ago, if you would have asked me who my favorite wrestler was, my favorite mm -hmm. wrestler would have been Danhausen. Mm -hmm. Like I was like getting really big on Danhausen. Yeah, where did Danhausen shirt over there? Uh, I was getting really big on Danhausen promos, just mm -hmm. in-ring work. I fell in love with everything he was doing. It was getting me excited about Ring of Honor in a way that I hadn't been excited about Ring of Honor. Yes. And then out of nowhere, a hurricane hit me, and and I say that because as everybody probably knows now, CM Punk came back. Yep. Right. Uh, and this is a man that. I had already cried about like actual tears when he left wrestling and I was so attached to everything that he did um, that I mean with him coming back was so powerful to me that like I was on the couch crying again yeah 
<laughs> and so like I mean now it's him but like that's not to say I mean everybody has a favorite right yeah. but like I have multiple favorites um, and so like that's the kind of the way I look at everything it's like yo CM Punk I never stopped liking CM Punk yeah. he was always my favorite wrestler just like Eddie Guerrero was always yep. my favorite wrestler um, but now that's such a loaded question because I'm so far deep into AEW mm-hmm. I think their roster is beyond fantastic and like there's not anybody on that roster I can look at and be like I don't like that wrestler yeah and that's saying something yeah right and like it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about AEW figures I bought a Frankie Kazarian figure because he cut a promo with CM Punk that was after everything had already been turned off yep right I bought a figure because I saw the real side of somebody, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, that's what's cool about collecting, and that's what's cool about, you know, connecting stories with with, uh, with figures or people and, and just interests because you never know what's going to be your next purchase, Yeah. right? You know? But, I mean, yeah, like, right now, it's got to be CM Punk. CM Punk. Daniel Bryan came back, though, too. But yeah. he's Brian Danielson now. Ver- but, yeah, uh, Brian Danielson. His a- that's his actual name. Actual name, yeah. yeah. American Dragon Brian Danielson. Yep. They changed his entrance the other night. Oh, they did? Yes, I saw highlights from Rampage, and now he has, like, the. It's when he comes out, it actually says the American Dragon. Okay, I was curious and, that they were going to do cool that. it's cool as hell. Nice. It has a nice Ring of Honor feel to it. So is so? would you say CM Punk is your favorite classic wrestler to watch, or is there maybe oh, someone else? Oh, no. Okay, who's, who's your favorite who's classic? The classic wrestler. We'll, 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 we'll say. Well, okay, here's this. Do we count CM Punk as a classic wrestler? I want to say... And here's the reason why. He was a 2000s wrestler, yeah. right? Do you count CM Punk as a classic wrestler? Because then at that point, you have to count John Cena as a classic yeah. wrestler. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm going to say for classic, we're going to talk about maybe before the evolution. Okay, cool. Because that's when they changed the Titan, Titantron and everything mm-hmm. got changed completely. Let's, let's just say pre-evolution. Pre-evolution, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, excellent. Okay, so what, what would you like about him? Well, being Hispanic, he was like, he he made me feel like, hey, there's somebody else that looks like me that's doing something that I love, and they're making a living off of it, mm-hmm. and they're giving people hope, and they're giving, you know, telling stories, and I mean, this was before I really understood the technicality of what wrestling was. I, I appreciated it as a kid. I loved it as a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. It was something I've always grown up with. But when you get older and you learn what wrestling is yeah. and how wrestling works and how they tell stories and that, you know, yes, there is a predetermined outcome, but, like, you have to tell a story to get to that predetermined outcome. Yeah. And you can go and look at stuff and it can come across super fake. Yep. Right? But then there's times that you can come back and you can look at something and if they're good wrestlers who can tell a story and they have good ring work – it means the world, man. And yeah. so, like, I mean, he was one. He was the big one. Like, I was obsessed with him. Yeah. Um, as a kid, you know, same thing with with uh, Austin, right? Stone Cold. I oh, was yeah. Super obsessed with Austin as a kid because he was flipping people off and doing mm-hmm. everything I couldn't do as a kid. Yep. And like, I was like, all right, well, this is doing rad what as, you couldn't do, saying what you couldn't. Yeah, do. Yeah, this is <laughs> rad as hell, right? Yeah. Um, I and, and here's the weird one. Like, I wasn't big on the Rock growing up until like. Like, maybe the year when he was leaving. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, The Rock's cool, but, like, have you seen Stone Cold? Like, Stone Cold, <laughs> you know, kicking faces in. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, like you know, pre-evolution, it was it was Eddie, and then before Eddie, uh, that's an easy one for me because it was Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. and and Macho Man, and like those were my dudes because like they were cutting promos, they were they had machismo out the mm-hmm. ass, and they were just all around bad dudes. Yeah, right, and I just I loved it. Right. And like that was the biggest thing about wrestling in general was just like it was something different. It was something that like everybody was watching, especially when we were kids. Oh, in the yeah. 90s, atti- you know, attitude era. Everybody would go to school the next day. Like, did, you, did you see wrestling last night? Yeah. Oh, not only that, if you if you only had uh, obviously all of us only had one TV, you were channel flipping. Yeah. Between WWE and WCW. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's going on? Okay, I'm going to switch over here. And, you know, I had friends that also watched it, too, so they could fill me in. Like, oh, yeah, I stayed and watched this. This is what happened. You didn't miss anything. I was really big on WCW, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was a WCW guy. One of my first live shows ever was WCW Thunder. Yep. Here? Yep. Yep. He, I was there, too. Is that, is that the one where um, Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero came out? Uh, after Disco Inferno and Alex Wright were insulting us and throwing tortillas at us. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 See, we were there. We yep. were there. Yeah. There, uh, was, there was also a Goldberg match that nobody gave a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Sting match. I mean, like, if you look back on it and think about, like, man, there were some huge names that were there and nobody cared. Like, that show was like, I mean, it was packed, but it wasn't a WWE show at all. Yeah. You know. Well, you, here, here was the highlight from that for me. You, I, you may not remember him. You may. This is one reason I was really big into WCWs because I love Lucha Libre. Mm-hmm. So luchadors are always my, like, go-to people to love. Like, obviously, the Lucha Brothers in AEW mm-hmm. uh, with their recent title win. I was just so, just, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Would you count Ultimo Dragon? Yes. Oh, yes. He's, he's <laughs> oh, man, Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. So I recently did a TikTok where someone goes, hey, if you could have one WCW wrestle for you, life or death, and your life is on the line. They gotta win. Who is it? And I was like, you know, I think, I think Ultimo Dragon. I was like, I don't remember watching that guy lose. No. I looked it up, dude. His stats, dude. He won over, I think, seventy-five percent, maybe more of his matches. Like he had, like I think he had like seventy-five wins and like maybe twenty losses and something like that, and like one draw. But like he just won, and like he—that's all he did. And I was like, dude, that I'm so glad I remember him being like that good and going back and looking and saying, oh, he is as good as I remember him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ultimate Dragon. I was a huge Ultimate Dragon fan. But here was my highlight, and this—it's okay. kind of dumb, from that show. Uh, we were in the backstage area, not really the backstage, but like the the back loading area mm-hmm. where people were coming in and out. So you may not remember this wrestler. <laughs> uh, in in uh, Mexico, he's known as Halloween. When he came here, he was Cicope. Mm-hmm. And so he was orange and black, and he had like a, 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 a cyclops eye. So Cicope, I saw him without his mask on, but he had a giant trench coat on. But I knew it was him because I could see the like uh, little tattered orange and <laughs> and black, like yeah. underneath, like peeking from underneath the trench coat. And I was like, oh, it's Cicope. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh. like he didn't hear me, but I saw his face and everything. I was like, oh, so that's what he looks like. But that was just, like, the exciting thing for me was I got to see a wrestler, like, a, a masked wrestler. Because, you know, in Lucha Libre, masks are very important. Yeah. They don't take off their masks. Yep. Yeah, masks are, like, in anything, you know, it's, like, it has some kind of value. Right? Yeah. It, like, it, make, it has a character to it. 
So me seeing him with no no mask, I was like, oh, I, I, I did something forbidden. <laughs> I got a I got a funny mask story. Okay, we let's got hear. time for it. Yeah, we got time. Uh, I so this is like not collecting related, but you know, back when I was in high school and junior high, um, oh man, this is like what 2001 ish. This was uh yeah two about 2001. Uh, I went to go see Slipknot here in town. Uh-huh. Firecracker 5? Uh, this was not the Firecracker okay. 5 show. This was after Slipknot came back. So they they had already come before in like 99-ish, I think is when they came with that tour. Um, but they came back after like Iowa, the yeah. Iowa release. And, and uh, we went to go see him. And I was sitting on the lawn and, and we're at uh, the Lone Star Amphitheater, which like is not a big place at all. Um, but it has a lot of grass, right? And yeah. So I'm sitting on the grass, and this dude comes and sits next to us, and like normal ass dude, ACDC shirt, ripped jeans, like just looks normal. He has like his hair colored kind of rainbow, and he just comes and sits next to us. He's like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" And like I'm like, "Hey, cool. What's up, man?" You know? I'm like, he's like, "What are y'all's names?" And so we tell him our names, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well that's cool, you know." And like we're all fucking kids so yeah. we don't ask his name yeah right because this is an adult talking to us right and yes. so we're like oh yeah like we're just here to watch the show and he's like yeah well like who are you, who are you here to see you know and i was like oh like i can't wait to see slipknot and it's gonna rain and i'm really bummed because it's gonna rain and i'm hoping it doesn't cancel the show yeah and he's like oh no i think they'll play they'll play in the lightning they're crazy like that they'll do that <laughs> and so this dude sat there and shot the shit with us and so he sat there for like 20 minutes, like almost 30 minutes sitting there with us just talking. And he gets up and he shakes our hands and we get up and, and we're, we're standing right there with him. He's like, all right, well, I got to go. Gives each of us a hug, pats us on the back and says, I hope you all enjoy the rest of the night. And just walks away. All right. Mm hmm. That man then proceeds to get on the stage later and is Corey Taylor. Oh, my God. Slot. No. Totally. Oh my God. And sat down with us for 30 minutes. It was when he had the rainbow hair and the cool mask. And I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I kicked myself and like for weeks afterwards, not realizing it. But like at this point, nobody had seen them without masks. Yes. Uh, and, and so like that was still like a secret thing of like why they could still go out and like hang out. And that was one of their things that they did at that time. And so, yeah, it was crazy seeing that guy go get on stage and then be like that guy his hair looks the same as that dude that we just talked about yeah why does he sound like oh dude yeah. <laughs> you're like oh my god like yeah. that that's the look it's almost like uh like what tom hanks does like have you seen him when like he, he'll uh people who pass out drunk or something if he's there he'll like go and take a selfie with them yeah yeah and then he just leaves their phone yeah and it leaves their like, phone and then like the people wake up like what the heck i met tom hanks and i didn't tom know hanks, it didn't yeah know. Yeah, I'm still kicking myself to this day. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna redeem it though. I'm going to see Slipknot October 29th. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. I nice. haven't seen them since I was in junior high. So yeah, that's gonna be a, a very good concert for me. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. Uh, I, now, so I said earlier, you you kind of said something, and I want to touch back on this. Okay. And uh, because may, maybe maybe it's different. Um, what is the grail in your collection like oh. what is like okay it doesn't it just the, the absolute there's you gotta pick one that i own that you own that is in your collection what is your grail that you own easy it is a signed white ranger helmet by jason david frank oh my god i hate you <laughs> is that what you got signed when he came that is what i got signed when he came i got uh, so and 
that was on top of him signing a an original like I think it's like the 13 inch stuffed like the little action plush fighters that they had yeah he signed that as well because my son was holding him and was realizing that we were standing there next to Tommy and my kid's obsessed with Power Rangers as a four-year-old yeah and he's like Tommy 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 he's like dude give me that I'll sign it sign my kid's toy too oh my god and so we have two of them so my kid has one and I have one it's a cool father-son thing, but yeah, it totally has to be my signed White Ranger helmet. Okay. Well, you know, what's funny is uh, I am very similar because, once again, we went to that same signing. Mm-hmm. So what my grail is, it was before, before this, my grail, if you would have asked me, it would have been my Build-A-Figure Kilowog that I got from the DC Classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spent so much money trying to get that put together. Oh, yeah. I had to order most of it online. Oh, yeah. But putting him together, and on top of that, mine has an error. Uh, my ring on him is mm-hmm. not painted, so it's just white. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I was like, did no one else have this? So people like tell me, like, dude, that's rare that, you know, because some people like errors. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that makes it rare. It would have been that. But just like you, I went to that same signing. What I got signed, and it's now my grail, is my dragon dagger, original dragon dagger. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why that's so near and dear to my heart is uh, he signed it, and when I was growing up, you, when you want to play Power Rangers on the playground, all the popular kids got to choose first. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't one of those Rangers, you were a putty or you were a <laughs> monster, you were something. Yeah. But you want to play Power Rangers, so you're like, okay, I'll be a putty patrol or whatever. Yeah. So, and this is kind of funny too. I had a dream, like a week before it was announced. Like I think TV Guide announced it that there was going to be a sixth ranger and it was going to be the green ranger i had a dream that there was a green ranger now he looked nothing he just looked exactly like the other rangers he didn't have the gold you know armor nothing and i i don't even remember what his what in, in the dream what his like dino was i just okay. remember there was a green ranger i dreamt it yeah and i was like oh man that'd be so cool because green's my favorite color a week later uh i think it's on tv guide or somewhere something announces there's going to be a sixth ranger it's going to be a green ranger and, uh, you know, they're going to introduce him. And I was like, oh, my God, they're finally making a Green Ranger. Okay, so now with that being announced, he hasn't shown yet. They've announced it, but the, the uh, Green with Evil has not come out yet. Okay. It's probably about another couple weeks it's going to come out. Now, all of a sudden, I, I want to be the Green Ranger. I can't be the Green Ranger. Okay? Because, <laughs> yeah. once again, some other cool kid took it. Okay. So that, that's, that's on the school playground. And this is back when you can take toys, too, during recess. Yeah, you could. So, um, anyways... We're at this uh, department store. I don't know if you remember this department store or not. It, it's where uh, Hastings used to be, but it's uh, called Best. Best. So with Best, what happened was uh, my grandmother had uh, taken me there. And I don't remember if like my birthday was coming or for whatever reason, but we went and they had the Dragon Dagger. And I was like, oh my God, I want that so bad. You know, and uh, she knew how much I love Power Rangers. She even bought me, like, um, I don't know if you remember these or not, but they, they would sell these, like, kind of do-it-yourself. Like, if you were uh, someone who was a seamstress or something, <laughs> you could you could like, do these, like, yeah, kind of, like, I remember cloth. these, yeah. Yeah, she got me the Green Ranger okay. one, planning to make me the Green Ranger. Well, anyways, she buys it for me. And I was like, I love my grandma to death. So she bought it for me right then and there. I was so happy. I roll up to school the next day. With that, and from then on, I am undisputedly the Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. And so that is why it is so near and dear to my heart, because I was always a putty, you know? Or, you know, I was maybe, a, if I got to be a Ranger, it was never the one I wanted to be. Right. 
And now, from here on, I have final say. Nobody else had that. And so it was just so cool that I was now, like, the top dog when it came to this. Yeah. I, Man, just those old toys, like, just those old Ranger toys were just so vital for, like, just starting to love collecting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, you know, you asked me about a grail, but, like, when I start thinking about grails and stuff, like... There's, there is stuff that, like, I hold up high to the helmet, right? Like, one of them I don't even have yet because he's so expensive is, like, uh, the DC Universe or whatever uh, collect and build King Shark mm-hmm. with the two different heads. Uh, that thing got crazy. Oh, yeah. It got, still like, is. It still is crazy, which is why I ended up buying this guy as my consolation prize. Because, yes. Tell him what you're holding. Um, this, is, this is my Build-A-Figure King Shark that... I paid an absorbent amount of money before he was really out anywhere because, and I'm glad I paid that money because I've still yet to see any oh, of these figures either. Yeah. hit any anywhere. And I paid like um, $120 for him. So really the price of the wave almost. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I wanted to have a King Shark because I knew that the first King Shark had eluded me and I needed to have a, a, a cool shark dude in my, in my collection. And I got this guy, and I'm, I've bought him, and I've been in love with him since he's came in. And I think there hasn't been a day that I have not picked him up and just looked at him and messed with him because he's he's a heavy dude. He's yeah. like three pounds of plastic. Oh yeah. Um, he feels weighty. He feels like he's supposed to feel. I think. Uh, he has beautiful posability. I you know I can't complain about him. Uh, and he looks amazing on the shelf next to anybody. And I have him with my Marvel Legends, and he just, he sticks out. He's cool. He's a big dude. Okay, and here's something I want to touch on, too, with the uh, Marvel Legends that we collect. So I think your collection and my collection are different. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, You collect strictly the MCU, right? No. Okay, but that's what you focus on mostly. I focus, yes, I focus mainly on MCU and Spider-Man. Okay. MCU, Spider-Man, I have a shelf of X-Men that might possibly be looking for a new home. Um, but I don't know yet. I haven't really decided. It's kind of weird. See, so me, I, I have a rule. Uh, a str- I strictly do not collect the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's not because I don't like them. It is because my wallet can't handle <laughs> collecting the comic versions and then collecting the movie versions. Yeah, it becomes a lot to handle. It, I mean... Just in general, me trying to collect, I had this conversation with my wife this morning because uh, Entertainment Earth put up pre-orders for the Eternals wave Mm -hmm. and the Build-A-Figures Gilgamesh. So in Mm -hmm. order to get all of the Eternals, and that's just the Eternals, that's not even counting. There's like a, I think there's like a Target exclusive of one of them that leaked a couple months ago and somebody bought it. There was a crow that people found like a year and a half ago that somebody bought. And so, I mean, there's, when you look at how much you have to spend on that wave alone, mm-hmm. it was like $180 just for the Build-A-Figure wave. Yep. And I was like, well, I, I have MCU. Like, I need I need that on my shelf. Like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a completist, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not to say, like, I've, I've not been collecting MCU stuff lately. I've been leaving it on the shelf mainly like uh, the last wave that hit that was like uh, Loki and Wanda and see now and, that one did Vision test me and, 
And I, I, you know what I bought from that wave? What? I bought Captain America because I wanted Sam in that Captain America suit. I'm not going to pay the rest of those figures to get the wings. Are I you going to buy it separately? I hate Build-A-Figure wings. Oh, yeah. No, I just don't want to do it. In fact, what, my, what I'm going to do is I'm waiting for SHVU Arts to either announce that Captain America so I can buy a cooler version of him. Or I'm gonna get lucky. I'm gonna get find the Marvel Select Captain America because that's that's really what we should have gotten with Captain. America, oh yeah, with the wings. Oh and yeah. Everything else. Well, they, they pulled that too. With remember uh, with uh, what was it Spider Man Homecoming? Uh, yeah, they with did the it with the Vulture. Yeah, and, and the Vulture's like a cool figure, but I'm not gonna spin like I'm not gonna go crazy for that. I like big. If I'm gonna do build of figures, and I, and this is one of the things that's made me really slow down on on collecting and doing what I did with this King Shark and just buying him mm-hmm. is like if I'm gonna buy a wave I want it to be a big hunking big build a figure that feels worth the price yeah right when you do these uh, waves where it's like all right you're building wings like I'm building wings yeah what character is this it goes it's this is I'm building the accessory to the character you released in the wave why yeah, yeah. no like that should not that should never be a thing um, in fact I'm looking at a culprit on the other side of the room right now yeah um, you know, it's this Infinity Saga, Iron Man, Thanos two-pack, right? Yeah. And we were talking about it on the way over here. Like, you know, I, I'm missing pieces of this Build-A-Figure Thanos that I never built because I didn't like that wave. Yeah. I didn't want to get that wave. And then I missed out on that wave. And what did, what did Hasbro do? They released another Thanos mm-hmm. and then a three-pack with Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right, cool. I don't like that one either. I waited. I finally have this cool Thanos that is somewhat movie accurate, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what the problem is with that Thanos hmm. that we haven't even talked about yet? What's that? He has no regular right hand. Really? He only comes with the snapping hand. Oh, man. You can't take the snapping glove off. Oh, my God. That that Yeah, that, that does suck. But he's the ultimate Thanos figure. It's movie accurate armor, right? Yeah. He has the expressions. He has the, he has the helmet and everything. He just has the, the snapping hand. And that's that's a disappointment. Yeah, I'm still missing a regular Thanos. Yeah, right. So I'm gonna still try to piece it together, and I probably can pull an arm off of another Thanos and yeah. give him a right arm. But it was something I griped about to my wife the other day because I was like, "Look at this Thanos I got, but I can't change his arm out, and he can't just be regular." Yeah, like, <laughs> well, you know, like we discussed, I have uh, those two pieces for you. You're getting those free of charge uh, simply because I'm not gonna build. Like, I yeah. got the figures out of that wave that I wanted, which was Citizen V and. Um, Hercules. Yeah, I'm those ex- are the two I I'm excited for there to be the eventual episode for you to see my office because I have a whole shelf of just MCU and it's it's I'm still missing some people right. Some people are harder to get than others. Yeah. Um, but I mean I've been able to piece together a pretty cool looking MCU shelf just by patience and waiting and you know picking up deals here and there or traveling and that's one of the biggest thing I do I go to Dallas a lot and I go to Dallas because I go to Dallas Vintage Toys and I look at their loose figures there because getting a loose Marvel Legend from Dallas Vintage Toys is $12 nice and so it's like I can go get lucky and find something that I need there yeah. versus me paying scalper. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll tell you what I like, too. Like, uh, I went to, uh, there's this one comic shop. I think it's called uh, Heroes and Fantasies down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, well, I'm sure other places do this, and I really wish our local comic place here would do it. The one that we, we you and I like to frequent, uh, frequent Monster Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell the Lucy's uh, Marvel Legends, and they're in good condition usually, but sometimes they smell like cigarettes because oh, people... Man. Yeah, I finally got that smell out of my, uh, once, once again, the Walgreens exclusive uh, Agent Venom. 
You know, I got the I got the GameStop one that's the anti-venom. Yeah. But um, when I found it there, I was like, oh man, I gotta get it because I've been wanting this forever. And I completely missed out on it, not knowing Walgreens was even going to be carrying exclusives, you and that was the first one. You brought up Monsters Lair. Yeah. And and I started thinking about Grails again. Okay. Uh, I showed you what I bought from Monsters Lair, and I still haven't opened it from the box yet because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. But uh, they pulled, they bought a Spider-Man collection from somebody recently, and uh, I went in and I was able to get a Spider-Man the Animated Series green goblin yep uh glider in box yep sealed still has the tar- toys r us price on it yep it's a beautiful thing and i still need to open it because it needs to go on my shelf with my marvel legends oh yeah it fits it yeah it, it actually fits it um but yeah that might that might be a grail too dude i don't know it's pretty you know, cool. I, I, you're allowed to have more than one grail i think <laughs> yeah i think you are you're allowed i know i know the people that i've talked to about that glider they've been very very jealous. Yeah, um, it's, it's a pretty pricey item if you look on eBay. I think it's like going for like a hundred bucks. And I got it for like thirty. See, my cousin had that growing up. I wonder if he still has it. Yeah, that if he does, dude, you should snag it from him because it's <laughs> totally a cool glider. No, I don't think he'll part with it, man. He loves <laughs> he he loves comics as much as I do. So okay, now speaking of comics, we were, we've been talking about Marvel Legends a lot. Um, who is your favorite hero and who's your favorite villain? And it doesn't necessarily have to be from Marvel. It can be from really anything. Okay. Um, oh man, that one's crazy. So favorite hero is totally Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, in fact, I just recently pulled the trigger and I'm waiting for it. I don't even know when it comes out. I don't even have my phone next to me so I can see it. Um, but uh, let's see if I can pull it up real quick while I'm talking about it. But I just reserved the Iron Spider helmet Ooh. from Amazon uh, because they're doing. I think they're doing the. Doctor Strange amulet, the Eye of Amagato, and uh, I think they were doing the Spider-Man thing in the same time. I'm not sure. See, so the yeah, the Eye of Agamotto, uh, that I saw that earlier when I was browsing through Hasbro Pulse, and it's only uh, fifty fifty three dollars, fifty three ninety nine. So I think I'm gonna snag that because I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. Yeah, the Iron Spider helmet. Uh, I'm not too sure when it comes out. Let's see if I can find it real quick. I'm like sitting here like trying to pull it up. Uh, let's see. It comes out on March 1st, 2022. Wow. And I'm not sure if you've seen this thing, but it is a thing of beauty. Uh, it has the changing color changing eyes so you can go into like hunter killer mode. Nice. It goes the red. Yeah. It's all pearlescent. Uh, the inside is molded. I mean, it just it's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to add it to my growing collection of helmets. That has happened. Yep. Um, so, like, I, I think this will look good up there. Um, but I think it has to be Spider-Man. Like, I've always been obsessed with Spider-Man. I've always been obsessed with that suit. Yeah. I think that suit's, like... It's timeless. It's timeless. I, I remember being a kid and trying to draw it all the time and mm-hmm. just being obsessed with the colors. And red's, like, one of my favorite colors, so I, I kind of gravitate towards it. But yeah. um, totally Spider-Man. And then Venom... Uh, oh, Venom-wise. Uh, villain-wise... I would normally say Venom. I don't consider him a villain. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't consider him a villain. I think he's a very big anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, my my probably favorite villain that I, I like more than anybody, it might surprise people, I like MODOK. I'm a big MODOK fan. Um, way before the show, yeah. way before everything else. And so, like, I have a collection of just MODOKs on my shelf. Are you going to get the uh, the one with the Elvis hairdo? 
I'm not. You're not. I'm not because I feel like it was a cash grab. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the reason why is because it's the same mold, just a different face and a different hair head, hair sculpt. Yeah. Um, if anything, I might try to get those pieces because it's just swappable. Like yeah. they'll they'll fit on the Modoc that was released. Um, but I I don't know. I'm not gonna get that one. Yeah. It just didn't hit with me like the other ones did. I didn't even like the uh, Venom retro card that they released with the red and blue paint. You know on what? It. I I pass on that one. I didn't like it. It yeah. was like, dude, he never looked like that ever. Yeah. Like, well, in the animated series, like, you know, that was the thing was that one side was like l highlighted with red and the other side was highlighted with blue. Because uh, I drew him a lot growing up, so I know that, like, yeah. like my colors. But he just doesn't, it didn't look good. And the, yeah. and the reason why was because um, it goes back to like the mold reuse things. There's mold, uh, the mold that they're using for that is for an upcoming wave with an X Men. And I don't remember what the dude's name is off the top of my head, which is, he's a big, he, I mean, he's like a well-known character, but there's ports on the back that are like kind of in the triceps area of his body, and they left that there. So like the figure has these ports that don't go to anything, and it just looks ugly. And it's super bad, and like when you notice it, but like if you don't point it out to anybody, they might never notice it. But it's it's on there, and it's, it's you don't crazy. remember which wave it is. Uh, it's an upcoming wave that has X Men in it, and it's the dude that is like he has a red vest. I always forget his name. He's like looks metal. Colossus? No, he's not Colossus. Okay. Um, he's a villain dude, and and like he, he's they've already released a figure of him High Evolutionary, before. huh? High Evolutionary? I don't know. I don't I don't think it's him. Hold on, let me see if I can look it up. But okay. yeah, like he's a. Uh, he he just looks weird like i don't know it just doesn't fit well with me and i think that like the ports look really bad um i don't remember what his name is and it's not even pulling it up now but yeah like he the ports are on there i'll have to point it out to you yeah. and show you because it's very weird and like once you see it you're gonna be like what why did they do this yeah. like it's ugly um but yeah you can see it in the in the promotional shots nice it's just weird but in the so for those listening to you by the way uh my answer to that question my favorite hero of all time is uh green lantern ever since i found out about him when i was a kid i never got that uh figure what was that what was the name of that line it came on the gold card oh man dude that's, oof, that's and that, that that's the one where uh the riddler was just a repaint of green lantern but like i, I never that. had that figure and i wanted it because it came with the ring um, so, uh, that he's my favorite hero. Hal Jordan's my favorite. Like, you know, there's multiple Green Lanterns. Hal Jordan's my favorite simply because he was the first one I was introduced to. I mean, I love Jon Stewart and Kyle Rayner, uh, Guy Garter. Uh, I'm not a huge on Simon Baz, Simon Bowes, whatever you pronounce his name. Uh, I do like Jessica Cruz. I like the way they introduce her character. Uh, but, you know, yeah. And then there's a new one, too. Um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she's like, like Deep Space or something like that. It's really weird. But anyways, uh, he's my favorite. And then I would say my favorite villain. Oh, you found it? I found it. Okay, what is it? It's Omega Red. Omega Red. Okay. Omega Red. Yeah, that dude. He uh, he has ports in his shoulders that the tentacles come out of. And it's on that Venom figure. They didn't they didn't patch them. What? They didn't fill them in. So they they used vin the Venom the oversized Venom body? The oversized the No, they didn't even use the oversized Venom body. They used the Omega Red body oh for my God. the Venom figure. Oh god. Yeah. That's, oh man. It is a very weird thing when you look at it, and it is frustrating. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of those things like, why why didn't you just, you could have easily done this, but Sorry. you wanted to save money. Yeah, I just found it. It's, 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 it's a weird thing. You See, can... and so my favorite villain, though, it's, it's kind of hard, but I, if I, at the, if I'm being truth to myself, I would say my favorite villain is Dr. Doom. Okay. 
simply because just Doctor Doom just is constantly like he's got contingency, contingency. Like, you know, everyone's over here planning, like, okay, we need a backup plan. He's already got, like, five backup plans. Right. Like, if, if this happens, okay, here, this, this. And he deals in absolutes, which I love. Like, w one thing I really loved is that, um, it, I don't know if you remember the storyline, but he went to hell. And Mjolnir, at the, he was in hell just battling demons. Like, he was, like, basically, like, just fighting them off. And Mjolnir, I don't remember for what reason why, but it was just crashing through realities. And uh, he sees Mjolnir, Mjolnir comes through, he grabs Mjolnir, and escapes hell through that method. I remember that. Okay, then he's like, okay, he comes back, gets everything in order, gets his country, like the country's already like, oh, you're back? They're like, dude, he smelled like brimstone. Goes to where the Mjolnir has landed. Everyone's like, we cannot let him get Mjolnir. We cannot let him do anything with it. So everyone's there to stop him. He just goes past them all, goes, Tries to pick up Mjolnir, he can't pick it up. And so he's like, okay, that's it. He was like, I was curious if I could because I used it to escape hell. He's like, but I came, I tried to pick it up, I can't pick it up, I'm done, and just leaves. And I love a villain who just like, they have a goal, they'll get to it, and then it's like, okay, I did it, and I'm done here. I don't need anything extra. I mean, I could, you know, if I wanted to, I could totally, you know, slap you guys around, but I really don't feel like doing that right now. I just want to go back home. I'm gonna throw a wrench in your parade. Okay. What about infamous Iron Man? I mean, that's Doctor Doom. It is Doctor Doom. Being a hero. It is. It is. It is. No, but I gotta stick. I gotta stick with my. Gotta stick with my classic dude, man. Because I got. I like my. A friend of mine gifted me for uh, my birthday. He gifted me like one of those. Um, I think it's Bowen. It might be Bowen. Uh, it's a statue of Doctor Doom though, and he's just like standing on like a kind of like a, a castle top oh, just cool. like standing like this and i'm just like oh it's so imposing i, I just love it and uh speaking of which too with the, with marvel when he came out uh when they were first doing the chases i don't know if you remember this or not the first legends line like the way back legends line toy biz yeah toy biz okay. uh i don't know if you remember this or not so there was going to be a chase with dr doom mm -hmm. do you remember how that was going to work I don't remember how that was going to work because the chases in Toy Biz lines were really wild. Yep. Because it was like, it wasn't really a chase. It was just like a variant of a, a paint app yep. or it was like a, a variant of like a mold. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were highly sought after and they're still highly sought after because... Oh, I have a few. Like they just, I mean, they're crazy. I think one of the crazier ones that I know is out there is like that Fing Fang Foom wave mm -hmm. has an alternate Hulk that was a Walmart exclusive variant that you could only get at Walmart so it came with the same build-a-figure piece that the regular Fing Fang Foom did but it like was just a different color yeah and like that stuff is like wild to me I eat it up though I would, I would yeah. totally buy all of them so okay so just just this is not really here nor there this is just a fun little fact um, the chase the way that was gonna work was if you're familiar with Doctor Doom, he has Doombots. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these Doombots walk around, and you'll basically the people of Latveria, or even just anyone he wants to go against, you don't know if it's actually him or a Doombot. Right. You know, and that's the purpose. It's just like throw people off. So what the Toy Biz originally was going to do was the same exact thing. They were going to package Doctor Doom with the mask on, and you wouldn't know if you were going to get actual Victor Von Doom or if you were going to get a Doombot. So that was what the way it was going to go. 
Somewhere along the line, they changed their minds and they swapped it around. So they said, okay, we're going to release it with the mask off so you can clearly see who's under it. But the Doombot now will be the chase. And I just so happen to have both. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so that's a fun little I fact. I, that would have been another thing that I would have eaten up. I would have probably bought like five. Oh, yeah. I would have too. I totally would have. But, uh, but yeah, that was a, a fun little thing that they did. And um, uh, granted, I'm glad they don't, they don't do that kind of stuff anymore because, yeah, once again, I would have bought like five. Uh, it's fun. It's yeah. fun, but it's going to hurt your wallet. Yeah. So. Those AEW chases. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. So. The one thing that neither of us will ever find. Oh, yeah. No. Not, not, we will never find those in store. Um, but, okay. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a really good thing that, uh, that those are your favorite. In fact, speaking of which, what's funny about you loving Spider-Man was he was also a favorite of mine for a while growing up because do you remember those? Not, now they're re-releasing the Marvel Legends this way, but do you remember the, the gray backing Marvel yeah. figures that came out? That Spider-Man. With the suction cup, like mm-hmm. suction on arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. suction on, and with the black web thing, that was my very first comic book action figure ever. That's crazy. Yeah. After him, my mom got me Captain America, but I had that Spider-Man, and dude, I played with him in the car all the time, just like sticking him to like the, you know, the the windshield and everything. And I just, I did, he he killed so much time for me. My first my first comic hero was a hand-me-down box of toys from my cousin, which was what got me into collecting right and then mm-hmm. like as a kid but it was like a box of stuff that my aunt was gonna throw away and my mom was like don't throw it away give it to matt so they gave me it and it was like g1 transformers it was Trypticon. it was like oh, all i have old, a Trypticon. Yeah, i don't have all the accessories all these old things and in the bottom was like a super friend set with uh batman and joker and i think i had green lantern and it was just like old school like the little and, you know, three and three quarters. Yeah, secret uh, wars. Su- secret, yeah, and, and it was just like it was really cool. But those those were my first figures, and they weren't even mine that I bought. I think one of the first comic ones that I bought was like a Spider-Man two, and I want to say it was like from a wave that was a water wave, so it had like a little inflatable raft that you could put Spider-Man into. It's <laughs> like random. They always gave Spider-Man the weird things. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, and uh, like one of my favorite actually like alternate Spider-Mans that are like that. Uh, I don't remember this one growing up, but it was the Vampire Wars. Oh yeah. Okay, the the anti-vampire Spider-Man is still like I think that is the costume on that is so ridiculously awesome. I'm just like I want someone to bring that back to life. I mean, Vampire Hunter Spider-Man. If you watching What If? Yeah. That's like that's kind of close, but it's just they're still using those MCU costumes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. The, I think that's why I was so drawn to Spider-Man as a kid was like all those costumes were crazy. Yeah. It was like every single time you got a new costume it was like, yo, that thing looks slick as hell. Like mm-hmm. he looks like he's Spider-Man. Yep. And like it looked cool and you, he was recognizable, right? Yeah. And so I think that's why I, I gravitated towards it, you know. But it's one of those things that you look back on and you're like, okay, why did I really like this? Did I like it because of the way it looked or did I like it because of what it represented? Yeah. Right? And it was like, that animated series growing up in the 90s was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's what really pulled me into Spider-Man in general was just, like, you know, getting into that stuff. But, fun, fun fact, by the way, real quick. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, did you know that Spider-Man never punched anybody in the animated series? I believe it. I think, I, I mean, even thinking back on it, like, I think he, like, stuck people to walls and yeah. kicked more than yeah, anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, never punched. Yeah. Yeah. We- weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, I've seen some really cool 
custom figures lately that people are doing with Fortnite figures, making them into Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And those are really cool. But those are also McFarlane, so they have tons of possibility. So, and also another weird thing, too, this is something I found out, I don't know if you knew about this or not, touching back on the Suicide Squad we were talking about, we haven't seen those figures anywhere. Um, did you notice that uh, Bloodshot, Harley Quinn, uh, no, uh, Bloodsport, sorry. Bloodsport, Harley Quinn, and uh, Peacemaker, they don't come with guns. No. They, they, there was a thing that McFarlane had to, they, there was something that I, and I read it recently, that there was like some agreement that they had to do with Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. and Warner Brothers would not let them release yep. guns. Um, they did the same thing with Nightmare Batman for the Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not going to have a gun. He just has the tactical stuff, but like, I mean, you can get guns for anything, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and he still has the trigger finger, like to hold yeah. the gun. You see, he can still hold the gun, but he's not there. But again, like now, you know, what I thought was going to be the thing is I thought that everything in this King Shark build a figure wave was going to be either really easy to get or really hard to get. And I was like, well, what's going to happen is people are going to want the build a figure, so maybe I'll find the you know the single figures or you know i saw that like Bloodsport has two variants yep. right he has a helmet and non-helmet i, I hate like, that and that's stupid yeah right? and it comes with the same build a figure yep. part uh, peacemaker so the, too and that was so and so that was why, another reason why i was like well why am i going to have double build a figure parts i just want to get those figures yeah and so like now i'm like okay well i might have done this the better way yeah right but like at the same time I'm still probably going to sink another $150 just trying to get the rest of the wave. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I might have I might have shot myself in the foot on that one a little bit, but it's it's something you learn as a collector, right? Oh, yeah. You got to like learn how to keep going and what's going to be the smarter move. Yeah. Um especially when it comes to like trying to figure out big pieces like this. I mean, he wasn't a cheap dude. No. Like at means. all, but not in, you know, nothing. I paid 120 bucks for him. Yeah. So it's like I mean, I have the weight of that. I got to go home with that and know, like, I paid $120 for a three-pound plastic shark. Yeah, but a three-pound plastic shark that you love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. And that was before I watched the movie that I bought this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that was, like, what? I think I got done watching the movie, and I sent you a text message, and yeah. I was like, yes, I'm so glad I yeah, bought that, this dude. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> What's funny is uh, I, I think that became my wife's favorite character, too, because even though he's over here eating people, you know, and, I mean, he's dumb. Um, not to be spoilery, but there's a part, you know, where he comes under fire and my wife was like, oh, no, like, oh, and I'm just like, oh, she loves King Shark. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's good. I think there's like a couple parts in that movie that are really good King Shark parts. Oh, he was, he's just so quotable in that. I, I just think it's funny that it's Sylvester Stallone. So oh, yeah. I think that's like the selling point too for me. It's like, it's this, this big old buff dude that's playing this like shark that don't know no better. Yeah. Yep. Look me. I'm smart. Yeah. Me look read me. book. Me read book. It's all upside down. Yeah. I wish that this would have come with the book. I wish I would have had the. There is uh, some parts that I've seen that you can order that are custom third party that have different hands and the book. Yeah. And so I might end up doing oh, that. Oh, you got to get the, the finger point at least that. so that he can point to his hand and do the finger. I will mustache. say this. I, I've been kind of disappointed. You know, there was a there's a variant of this figure that's a Walmart exclusive the build a figure in by itself it's forty dollars it's mm -hmm. a mega figure right um it's supposed to be a bloody variant where he's been in battle and stuff all the ones i've seen so far don't have blood i've seen one guy post one that found one that had blood all the others do not have blood they're just the same figure so i feel happy about that i didn't get sucked into that yeah. little whirlpool of like trying to go for that walmart one but i mean you don't know man i 
I saw, I'm looking down at notes, right? And I'm looking at this AOA wave too. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about like, you know, that's the wave that I'm ready to get rid of off my shelf. Yeah. Really? The Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Yeah. See, so I'm a huge Age of Apocalypse fan. So I, I went full on into that first wave. The second wave, which I predicted, we're going to get Cyclops. We got Cyclops. Uh, Magneto, finally. Uh, Sabretooth. You know, I was like, how are you going to make Wild Child yeah, Wild but not Child, have Sabretooth? No Sabretooth? Yeah, exactly. It's like, that made no sense. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. I think Rogue is in that one too. And then I believe, I, I don't think that's all of them. But um, the thing Cyclops. That, yeah, I, th I think the thing that's the bummer for me about like not being excited about that wave is like, like you said, like we collect Marvel Legends differently. Mm -hmm. And so like I look at it and I'm seeing like, okay, well shit, I, I'm gonna have to buy a whole nother wave for Age of Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. But I also need to buy this whole Eternals wave. Yep. And I need to buy the Spider-Man, uh, you know, wave that's coming out. And then I'm going to need to buy uh, Mobius uh, when that comes out. And then I'm going to need to buy Venom when that comes out. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's all this stuff that I know that probably hasn't been announced yet. And they're still waiting to do. Yeah. That I'm like, man, dude, I'm already going to be spending so much trying to fix my shelf. Yeah. That, like, I just... I'm, that might be one of the waves that I get rid of and keep Sugar Man because I really like Sugar Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sugar Man's up there with one of my favorites. But See, I, I love that Colossus is a build a figure. Uh, if they keep going, here's uh, something me and a mutual friend of ours, we both love Age of Apocalypse. Um, we want them to make a Kane Marco from that. Do you remember what he looked like in there? I, th I think you have to. I think at this point, like, they've gone too far deep into Age of Apocalypse. Like, I I was weird, and I was like, oh, we're going to get a one-off. We're going to get uh, we're gonna get Sabretooth because they gave us Wild Child. Yeah. Right? And that was really all I thought that they were going to give us. I didn't think that we were going to get a Magneto mm -hmm. I didn't, and, like, all the new set, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, that looks like a really cool shelf, but, like, when you're done, you just have that one shelf of that one thing. Yeah. And it's a... Age of Apocalypse is enough of a niche that it's just like I'm okay with it not just being there because okay. I have other X-Men the rest of the stuff on my shelf is classic X-Men yeah and so it's like I have it next to like Beast and and, uh, and Gambit and Jubilee and all those and like those are my dudes yeah but like I mean I can get rid of some Age of Apocalypse I have too many Spider-Men at, <laughs> at this point Spoderman Spoderman I have too many of those for my shelf so um, I don't even know if I sent you a picture, but like I, I have an updated wall of stuff that I haven't opened and I just need to. Like, I think I've decided it's time to become an out of box collector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like easily. Yeah. I got to let them breathe, man. Yeah. That's what that, that one podcast likes to say. All right. Here's the last question. The last question for you. What is your favorite video game series? So it can be what is your favorite of all time? Like what is what is something that, that I, gets announced and you're like, I got to I got to play that. Well, what I like doesn't get announced very often, okay. um, but it is something too that I return. It is something that I return to multiple times a year, okay. like constantly. Uh, Castlevania. Yep. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Castlevania. Absolutely. And, and like it's always every time it happens, it's Castlevania. Seeing the sorrow. That's the one that I play first because I I don't know why that's my go-to Castlevania at first, and then I'll play Super Castlevania, and then just go from. My there. friend just played that the other night on Twitch. That's it's he beat game. it, and I was sitting there telling him, "I was like, hey, bro, you, there's a secret wall over here. Yeah, like, oh, hey, here's a hidden room. You got to you got to whip down though to get it." And I kept telling him, "I was like, man, why are you not just letting the whip hang? 
Like, let the whip hang. Just, like, crouch. It, let the whip I hang. I mean, it'll, it'll do the job for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, those games are, like, really beautiful games. Um, especially the, like I said, those DS games. Yeah. Those DS games hold up so well. Especially having the map on one screen mm-hmm. and, like, and, you know, everything else happening. Um, I think those are my favorite ones. But, uh, but yeah, totally Castlevania. Totally. Excellent. So did you enjoy the animated series? I did not like the animated series. Okay, okay. Let, you know what? I had I had a few things I didn't like either. Let me hear what you didn't like. I don't like the art style. Okay. That's that's it. Like, I, I like the... It has this very slow pace, and the voice acting sounds very boring. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of draws on. But, like, after... I've seen so many other... And this is, this is what's bad about me liking anime, right? I've seen so much anime now that I've seen people do something in that style with the same or more intensity that could fit that whole thing better than what it, it fits. And I think that that's why when I look at some of those like Netflix things, it's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. And, and I don't know why. And, and it bums me out. I mean, that's why I was so worried about the uh, Masters of the Universe uh, season. And then I watched it and I absolutely fell in love with mm-hmm. it. And like Kevin Smith was getting flack for it because he did something different. And I was yeah. like, well, dude, he just made it interesting. Yeah. Like, he just gave you a different story that everybody's been asking for for the past 30 years. Yeah, exactly. And you guys are complaining about it, yeah. you know? And so it's like, it's one of those things. Um, I also, I mean, you know this, the audience doesn't know this. I analyze movies differently. That mm-hmm. is what I have my degree in. Yeah. I have a film degree. And so when I look at anything, I judge the hell out of it. And mm-hmm. so it's very hard for me to like something. And I've tried to get away from that over the years, but... There's some stuff that I just watch and I just I'm sour on it from the beginning and I, I try to stay in it and sometimes it pays off to stay in it and it grows on me but like the Castlevania thing I think I watched two episodes of it or I think I no I watched that first season and I and I got to the end and I was just like ah, that's it like yeah. this is just it felt like it was too short to me it just felt lackluster it didn't yeah. feel like Castlevania to me so my complaints are one I hated how they explained death. Oh yeah, I hated oh, that. Yeah. I hated that so much. And then what I also hated is that this is all based on Castlevania three, mm-hmm. but there's no Grant Dynasty. Mm-mm. Grant's nowhere there. Grant was the dude you needed to like. He climbed walls. He threw daggers. He was useful. It was like, but he's nowhere in there. And I think so. That's another thing that like messes me up with like Castlevania is like we we've gotten to this point where like we're starting to see so much of our childhood put into either games or movies i mean hell i just saw an advertisement for frogger and Mm -hmm. it's like a tv show yeah i I saw that yesterday Uh, on peacock and so i'm like okay cool like that whatever that that looks like that that works right like that's a thing but then like we see stuff that are like this is based on a video game and this feels like you took all the video game out of this this show and so i think that's what sucks the most about that because you see stuff that it's like the witcher yeah and that show's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything that the game feels like. And it's like they pulled it off and they have real actors. And you guys, just, y'all had a cartoon. Mm-hmm. You could have done anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I think that's what frustrates me the most about it. But, yeah, it just doesn't feel video game enough for me. Like, it doesn't feel like a Castlevania story. Yeah. It just feels very bland and like something I've seen before. And yeah. I, and, and it bums me out. So hopefully they do some more and make it make it good. Yeah. Well, we're getting another season. I think it's going to be based off uh, either Rondo of Blood or it's going to be Symphony of the Night, one of the two. Yeah, that's I know Alucard's supposed to be in it. 
the thing about that is that that makes me even worry more because those are like two of my favorites right yeah. and especially rondo right yeah. like i mean everybody that's everybody's go-to right mm-hmm. and so like if that's not right you gotta have problems yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well see i personally like the series like i said i just had gripes and especially like season two being like thirst it was so thirsty i was mm-hmm. just like come on guys i don't need this yeah, I'm yeah. not watching it for, you know, I'm not watching it because you want to make it like Game of Thrones. I'm watching it because I want to see action. Yeah. I, want to see, I want to see you guys fight the monsters. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's not what Castlevania is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it isn't at all. Like, I think, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever played Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yes, I, I have beaten the Circle of the Moon 1. And I, I have Circle of the Moon 2, but I haven't beaten it yet. And I got all the achievements, though, for Circle of the Moon 1, the retro one. And then Ritual of the Night, yes, I have played it to death. I love those. Yeah, I like I, one thing. One thing I loved that they did was you remember the hidden enemy, and this is this is for you people who have never played it. If you plan on playing it, when you beat the game, there is one missing entry on the bestiary. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know about this? I know about this. Yes. Okay. So just to let people know, the, everybody was confused. We were like, "What the? What monster did I miss?" You know, because it's like it's not like at the very end, because all the end are bosses. It's like in the middle of like monsters, you're like, okay, I've encountered these monsters that are all around mm-hmm. it. What have I not encountered? So there is a train that you go on. On this train, there is a, wind, uh, a certain seat you can sit at, and when you sit at it, it'll pan over to the window view. No other seat does this in there. And this is something that you would totally miss too. Yep. You have to wait there. For like, I think it's like 40 seconds, 50 seconds. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. So what happens is, uh, you know, you're basically looking outside the window. You start to get sleepy. And so your eyes kind of blink. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you blink, you're, something appears in the distance. You blink again, and it appears closer. You appear again, and it's like, ah, oh, it's a jump scare. It's not really that bad of a jump scare, honestly. But then this thing proceeds to just kill you. Because it gives you, like, it, it has all the negative attributes to you. It lowers, like, your, your stats, all your stats so that you just die if you're not expecting it. So you actually have to be ready for this thing, and if you're ready for it and you're careful, you will actually kill it very easily. Yeah. It's just that if it gets the jump on you though, and you don't react in time, you're dead. Yep. So I, w- I thought that was really cool that they put something like that in there. That's a good game. Yeah, it's a very good game. It's so. definitely one of my favorites. All right, with that, I think we're gonna close. Uh, we got one more thing we're gonna do after this. And stupid we thing. are a very stupid thing. <laughs> Um, we are going to do the, if I can pronounce this right, one second. The Paki One Chip Challenge 2021. Apparently, this is the new chip. It's hotter than the previous one. So if you watch my YouTube channel, which is what we're going to put this on, um, you'll see that I did it. And we're going to do a hot figure toy review together. So um, we're going to be in pain for a little while, but that's yeah, okay. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but we'll, we'll be okay. So, anyways, in closing, uh, is there anything else you want to plug in before we leave? Uh, fig pin chasers on Facebook. Join the group if you're interested in fig pins. Um, I don't know. Uh, if you want to follow me, I have a, an Instagram account called Fig Pinimation, uh, and it's and you, know, you can find me in the, my, some of my design work there. Um, but yeah, I. I look forward to being on here again. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, with that, we're going to say goodbye and good night. No, wait, I can't say that legally. We're going to say you guys have a good night, and we are going to be suffering, so you get to watch us do that on video. Yep. So with that, everyone take care. Until next time, I'll see all you mausoleaniacs later. <laughs>